like the initial like, like no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, get that nigga out of here. I can't breathe. Yo, it's good, your boy, South 706. This is KTSE Ave, episode 60 with our hosts, Marcus Sniffles and AC3 Savage on a glorious uh, 4th of July if you're a coon. You know, we don't celebrate that. We celebrate Juneteenth. We were still slaves when they were out there shooting off fireworks, probably having us cook like fried chicken and collard greens and whatnot. But we are no longer slaves. What's good, y'all? Oh, I am having a great little weekend. Uh, barbecuing because it is the weekend, not for any other reason. It's the summertime, it's a weekend, so niggas barbecue. Ain't no other reason. Life is good, and the thing that I like the most is Negroes, Negroes have been free from the oppression of jail, and we will get into that later as to why my brother Bill Cosby has been eliminated. We'll have some special guests. And I actually cannot oh wait. That's God. why I'm dressed up in my lawyer getup, and we are going to do this. <laughs> so anyway, I'm I'm confused. Anyways, yeah, man. So my week has been good. I just got some glizzies off the grill. Um, what what are the 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 toppings of choice for the glizzy? What, what are y'all? What are y'all's toppings? I'm not gonna lie. I'm a pretty plain one. I either just go with uh, just ketchup. I know that's blasphemous for certain people. They're just like, oh, you have to eat a hot dog with mustard. Suck my dick. Or Basically. I put yeah, whatever. Or I put uh, I put baked beans on it. So that's my that's how I get down. Well, first uh, of all, I thought a glizzy was a male member, so I don't know what wow. that came from. But. Hey, go grab a glizzy. Get alert. Shout to free pushiesty. Hey. Uh, Say about that. What Actually, I yeah, put on them. my hot dog is um, usually just ketchup and cheese. Uh, sometimes, if I want to be fancy, you can grill some onions or you know stuff like that. I don't well, like so you guys, and all that stuff. You guys are very boring. So for for my glizzy of choice toppings would be you get some bacon, you mix it up, right? Then you get some fresh onions. They got to be fresh. Chop them up, and then. The, the the zinger for my glizzy would be freshly sliced jalapenos, right? Oh, you're covered. Then you put then you cover it with ketchup. It gives a nice healthy crunch, nice fresh taste. It's delicious. Definitely should try it out. But anywho, speaking of tryouts, it looks like the auction of the tryouts new players actually got packed up by a Giannis less uh, Bucks team. Oh, yeah, the pack is up. It's stanking like a pamper. It probably smells yes. like Bill Cosby's breath. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, like if you're listening to your Hawks fan, what happened? I, I want to know what happened. And whatever answer you give me, my answer is going to be no excuses. You had your superstar on, on the court, the the second coming of Steph Curry, according to you guys. He's on the court. He played. He's good, right? What happened? Why'd you lose? I need answers. Somebody please DM me. Somebody message me at me. You know what I'm saying? Drop a, a comment on YouTube. But, like, I need, I need answers. Like, y'all told me this man was the chosen one. Ice trade, you know what I'm saying? Like, what I need answers to why you could not beat a team without their best player twice. Like, That's I need answers. I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, how are you supposed to be the the second coming of Christ? And and your star, your star player Trey Young. Let's see how many points this fool had. 
Let's see. Let me let me pull up the old, the old Espen stats real quick. I will say that was a- played. Oh God, damn! Thirty five minutes and fourteen points. He had a negative five plus minus. Is this is this your king? Go to the, go to the uh, turnovers. Is this your is this your king? Check how many turnovers he had. Okay, let's see how many turnovers uh, the god Trey Young had. He definitely had. I remember him turning the ball over a lot in the first half. Let's see. Points. He had five turnovers in arguably the biggest game of his career. Yeah. So it, it's it's pretty bad. Like you you cannot. Okay, let me let me say this because I know you're trying to pack these dudes up, and I get it. Like Cox fans kind of been in your mentions going getting crazy, but I will say this at the beginning: the Hawks had a great season. They played above their heads. They exceeded all expectations. There is no shame in how their season ended or what they've accomplished. They got a bright future. They'll probably be in the playoffs for the next 10 years consistently. But on the other hand, game six, there is no excuse for that. That's a bad loss for this team. You cannot play at home against a team without Giannis and lose that game for your season. Like you have to win that game. If um, Red Velvet and John Collins and uh, Gallinari, all them other guys, they needed to step up that game because clearly Trey Young was hurt, but the other guys need to step up. And that's what role players do at home. They play better at home. And you guys can't slow down Chris Middleton. Like, Chris Middleton is good, but let's not act like he's freaking uh, Kevin Durant or something. Like, he's just Chris Middleton. Like, you have to win that game. Well, and you know, honestly, they had the the magical MLK jerseys on too. Like I, oh, I yeah. thought that was supposed to be like their uh, Black Panthers who the game. Shout out, powers. shout out to Sam's Sammy Socialite, but they wore them jerseys twice during the series and lost both times. I'm like, yo, <laughs> hey, MLK is like maybe he ain't got it like he used to, man. Maybe it just ain't happening. But yeah, you got to win Game Six. You can't lose that game, especially without Giannis. Like Giannis didn't play. You kind of see, you know what they are without him. You have your All Star playing. You have a good team. You have a good roster. You have like I'm not saying you have to win the series, but you gotta win Game Six. Like that's you have to. I mean, my thing is, what do you expect? At the end of the day, it's a team that hasn't made the playoffs in quite a while. Um, they did happen to make the playoffs this year, which is great. They weren't the highest of seeds. They were able to match up against you know a New York Knicks team with. They don't, they don't have a star at all. They just, you know, grind grind it out and all that. You're familiar with that system that Tom Thibodeau runs. Um, run your guys into the ground, play good defense, grind it out. Um, so I expected them to win that because they had the only star in that matchup. Then you um, – oh, shit, I almost got the wrong. Okay, then you got uh, the Sixers. Okay, Ben Simmons basically just falls apart. Uh, no confidence at all in himself. I don't even know if he can brush his teeth anymore as bad as he performed. Like, how do you show your face to light-skinned Avenger Twitter going forward and you, you know, the fourth quarter, what did he take, like, four total shots or something like that? In, like, the last two games, it was something ridiculous. So you had him, you had an injured Embiid, so it was kind of like, you know, you you looked up and won a series you weren't supposed to win. This series – I don't know how they won game one because I actually thought it was going to be a gentleman sweep and they lose in five uh, with Giannis, without Giannis. Uh, the Bucks are just a much better team. Like Middleton played out of his mind the last two games. Um, incredible third quarter performances. 
I didn't know if I was watching Chris Middleton, Reggie Miller, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. I mean, the dude was balling. Uh, Brooke Lopez played out of his mind. Uh, even Jeff T came in there and, you know, former uh, Atlanta Hawk came in there to kind of drive that dagger through the heart of the team. So it was expected. I think the only thing that I kind of rejoice at is I felt like a lot of the Atlanta fans were kind of talking out of their ass a little bit. And so it feels good to kind of have some, some, a little bit of gratitude, you know, like you guys were really jumping the gun uh, talking about championships and looking forward to playing the Suns. And, you know, you're not that good of a team yet. You will be because you're still young Uh, with the cam reddish take. I thought that was very foolish. Um, He has been playing lights out since being out since February but uh, to compare him to Paul George and Tracy McGrady and, and the coach, Nick McMillan was the one that compared him to Paul George. It's like, I understand they have a similar height, but you know, this dude was, he was trash water last year. Like, are we sure he's that good? Well, the thing, the thing with Cam Reddish is like the, the Bucks, he didn't play this entire playoffs, like the entire yeah, playoffs he hasn't played. So they don't have film on him. They weren't prepared for whatever he was going to bring. So yeah, he went off, but they weren't prepared for that. So let's let's not act like Jordan came off of the bench and they're just like, oh, this guy's unstoppable. It was just a player they weren't prepared for. He scored 21 points, and they were acting like he scored 55. Like, that's where we're at with Atlanta. And, you know, it just – it kind of sucks because, you know, you want to root for for Atlanta, the, the black metropolis, uh, Wakanda and, and whatnot, but it's like – Man, sometimes you guys just gotta just chill, you know, and just let the game come to you. You you play it out of your mind. Um, I, I saw people saying, "Oh, well, Trey's better than Luca now," and I said this earlier on in the playoffs. I was like, "What they need is there's no way Trey will be better than Luca as a as a player. He just can't. It's it's almost like Le, an unathletic LeBron James versus a less effective, better passing Steph Curry." It's not the same. I mean, both can be great. They're two different players. They need the Cam Reddish to really develop and be a good player to make the trade worth it. But they were so quick to, yeah, we're Atlanta. We're proud. Now look at who's sitting at home and look at who's still playing. It's a team game. Like, what are y'all talking about? If Atlanta was in the West, they wouldn't even made it. Like, come on. And that goes with the whole Luka and Trey Young comparison. Just because the Hawks got – further in the playoffs than the Mavericks doesn't automatically make Trey Young better than Luka. I'm not saying which one is better or not, but that is not how you equate that, right? The Mavericks team is not good. They're not a good team. They're not a good roster. They have a great coach. Well, they had a great coach, and Luka's really good. He's a good to great player. But the Hawks are like a very well-built team. And it's like, okay, so if you switch those teams, you switch Luka, you put Luka on Dallas, you put Trey Young or you put Trey Young in Dallas and put Luke in Atlanta, like, what are we doing? Like, is Atlanta better? Is Dallas better? Are those teams worse? I don't, I, I'm not sure. But I do know that Dallas's roster is way worse. Than, not way worse, but it's worse than the, uh, Atlanta's. And I think the, the funny part about uh, Atlanta fans with this is when the Hawks went up 1-0 on the Bucks, uh, our guy uh, King's Realm ATL proceeded to change his profile pic to a picture of like a guy, like a hunter holding a buck's head and put Trey Young's face on it. And it said his name was like, uh, fear what bucks? Like, you know, we're not scared of the bucks or whatever. And uh, after game six, he promptly erased all that and changed his profile right back to what it was before. 
And that's kind of what you get when you uh, call Beyonce overrated and have that pinned tweet up there as an embarrassment to yourself. So that's the funny part for me. Look, just just to kind of wrap this pack up, all I have to say is it's quiet as fucking here. Oh, that's, God. that's what the timeline was looking like last night. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, shout out to Trey Young. Hopefully he uh, continues to evolve and grows a player. Um, but y'all just gotta chill. Like, what's gonna happen is we're gonna go from hot slides to thousand slides. This was oh. this is the, the natural progression. It's gonna be like, oh, you know. Atlanta's doing big. We're, we're, we're improving. The Hawks have a bright future. We don't know that. Like, no, nothing is promised. That's why, like, the homie Haji Paji tweeted out, and I retweeted this tweet multiple times. He, he the, the paraphrase, he said that Atlanta teams have let him down too many times to talk shit, so he kind of waits to kind of, like, they show him something. And what do you know? They shit the bed again. So I, I respect that take. And I think more Atlanta-based supporters should have that mindset. Like, relax. It, it it costs you nothing. Like, the elation would be way more greater if you actually let it happen and then you pop your shit. Because if you don't, you end up looking like King's Realm, looking real dumb because you got to delete tweets and change profile pictures. <laughs> like, an example, Trey Young gets injured by the referee. Like, I, I don't know the situation that he kind of uh, – It was, an, it was a clearly an accident. Like, So, Yeah. Like that happens, he's still playing. But there's cats that are still like out here tweeting at uh, what Lance Pierce, their old coach, or whatever. What's mm-hmm. the name? I'm like, dog, y'all are in the Eastern Conference Finals still tweeting about a coach that hasn't been with y'all for at least 20 games. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is mm-hmm. wrong? Can y'all, not, can y'all not enjoy anything? No, can y'all not be happy? <laughs> they continuously tweet at like ESPN talking about, like, well, why don't you guys talk about the Hawks? Why don't you talk about the Hawks? We want a game, blah blah blah. Like, everybody hates the Hawks, they hate Atlanta. Like, nobody hates Atlanta. Literally, the, the TNT studios with like Charles Barkley or Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith, and Ernie, it's in Atlanta. They don't hate Atlanta basketball, it's literally in Atlanta. Like, just enjoy your team. Like, if the mainstream media doesn't talk about the, your team, the way that you want them to talk about them, that doesn't mean that they hate them. Now, there's a couple people, it's, you know, like the Chris Broussards out there where it's just like, all right, you kind of sound crazy right now saying, like, if, you know, if the Hawks win, then it's viewed as a, a fluky season compared to the other teams. But is that the kind of media personality you want respect from? Like, you want to be, uh, I guess, appreciated by those people people that don't care or don't really watch that are just using you for ratings like enjoy your own team as a fan base like enjoy like boost up the local media who are the local people are they talking about your team boost them up stop going to freaking first take that's a that's a great point you make there and i want to find this tweet real quick because like we all know that the the big name sports places are all about the e like it's all about entertainment they don't really care if what they're saying makes any sense or if it's worth anything, they want those reactions that y'all continue to give them. Like Marcus said, there's plenty of podcasts you can listen to that actually analyze sports and give you good topics. Well, that and that care about the Hawks because it and, and, and the thing with like the major media outlets, like when it comes to like the Stephen A. Smiths or the Skip Baylesses and Shannon Sharps, they're not watching all these games. It's not possible because they have to. They have to cover everything. So for them to cut out some time to watch like game 37 of the Hawks, they're not doing it. They don't have the time. 
So they're not going to be able to speak on the, like, I, I have the same thing when it comes to when the mainstream media speaks about the Colts and they're just like, oh, well, they have this and they're missing this. And I'm just like, you clearly don't watch the game because the things that you're talking about don't make sense. So I'm not looking for validation from them. I talk to people that watch the Colts, Colts media members, Colts uh, beat writers, think people that actually watch the Colts. Like, stop looking for these people to validate your team. They don't care. They're all about the internet. And, and when it comes to so when the when the when the Hawks beat the Bucks in Game One, of course, the next day ESPN is not going to open up uh, whatever Sports Center talking about like, oh well, the Hawks. Uh, had a great game and upset the Bucks. The Hawks played great. Trey Young coming out party, blah, blah, blah. No, ESPN is going to lead with what's wrong with the Bucks. Is Giannis not good? Like, it's going to be Bucks centered because they're the better team. They're the higher seed. They have the bigger star. Like, that's how it goes. Like, it, that's what it is. And until the Hawks get to that level, that's where you're going to be at. So, like, stop. And they're hate watching sports media like do you like sports or not because it seems like you don't so let me let me shout out my man uh quincy gene Luis at atl underscore qo uh, he kind of uh, surmises as he's tweeted out the best part about this podcast era we're in is that we now have access to so many local sports journalists and media members that actually analyze sports there's virtually no analysis on espn or fox sports it's legacy to base and hypothetical laker trades all day and I, I 100% agree, man. Like, 100%. who are these people still watching ESPN? Like, I've said this on the podcast before. Outside of, like, probably Bomani Jones, I really don't consume any ESPN content. Like, it's not there. I mean, I'm sure there are some things out there. But for the, for the majority of it, like, that's pretty much who I consume. As far as watching ESPN, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched ESPN on TV. Now, I also don't have cable. But if I did have cable, I would still not be watching ESPN because it's a joke. Like it's a clown show, you know what I'm saying? And in kind of perfect transition to the clown show that it is, uh, that Rachel Nichols pack also went up on the day. Uh, the, the grill was definitely hot for a white woman today, as uh, I, I guess uh, Rachel Nichols isn't really about that life. Uh, side note, she has been, I guess, co signed by LeBron James, which is problematic. Um, but man. I don't know if yeah. she was co-signed by. Hold on, yeah, I was about to say, what are you talking about? What you mean? Now she spoke to one of his representatives. That's who she, you know, you know, confided in. For the argument of this uh, podcast, LeBron James is down with Rachel Nichols breaking. <laughs> but man, the first thing I noticed just looking at some old tweets is the amount of you nasty horny dudes. It was like, oh yeah, Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols. She a bunch of black dudes. I like, oh, one dude specifically tweeted about her calf. I'm like, dog. Bro, come on, dog. <laughs> like, oh no, we got Rachel Nichols Yeeks are on the timeline. The Yeeks is out. I'm just saying, you, can, you got OnlyFans. I'm sure there's like some sort of version of back page you can go to. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we thirsting over this this clearly, apparently racist white woman? Uh, so I guess the, the big thing today was, I guess, Rachel Nichols has a per- problem with uh, diversity uh, regarding uh, Maria Taylor. Uh, so, per Yahoo Sports, according to New York Times, Nichols made these comments July 2020 after ESPN told her that Taylor, who was black, would be hosting coverage of the NBA Finals instead of her. Nichols sought advice from LeBron James, longtime advisor from Adam Middleton, James Asia, and Rich Paul on a call that was reportedly accidentally <laughs> recorded because Nichols, oh, that's her fault. She hadn't turned her video camera off. Yikes. Um, during the call, Nichols could be saying she feels like Taylor's only be promoted over her due to ESPN's long and terrible 
record on diversity. So let's uh, let's let's take a pause on that. Let's take a pause on that. I mean, is she wrong? Like with that statement, right? Like, well, it really depends. Yeah, we can't pretend like a lot of these corporations aren't out here. And I'm not mad at it, you know what I'm saying? Giving people they normally wouldn't give them an opportunity who probably hey, they threw them flags in the trash July the 1st. That's how they do. You're right. You're right. But I mean, I, it's bad that she said it, but I'm not mad that it happened, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, put us, put us in places of prominence. Even the lady, she's talented from what I've heard. But oh, that's what is. I'm saying. That's what she I'm saying. Her. Like, normally we're not afforded those opportunities. So if they feel like that's what they need to do, they probably need to, you know what I'm saying? Like that's on them. They need to right the wrongs of their, their previous history. So I'm not mad at that, but you know, of course there's no nuance on Twitter, but. Well, I, I'd kind of like to hear kind of like, I guess maybe go back and listen to what Rachel Nichols was saying during like black history month. And during last summer, the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the whole black lives matter stuff. Like what was she saying back then? Because there's things that happened in the media where it's just like, we need more black voices out there. We need more black people in the forefront. Was she saying stuff like that? Because if you're saying stuff like that, you can't then turn around and be like, well, I mean, yeah, we need more diversity, but you can't have my spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what, that's what kind of has to happen when you're someone, when you're a person in privilege and you're championing diversity, like they have to take somebody's spot. If they can't just if you just can't um, make up a spot, like if you're if you have a show like, you know, PTI, it's a whole it's a show with two guys. If you're someone who's like, hey, we need more women in sports media and someone's like, hey, we want to have a woman on the show. That means that somebody's going to have to lose a spot. So do you care about care about diversity enough to be like, hey, they can have my spot? Well, like Rachel Nichols is going to be all right. Yeah, I'm sure she she's caked up, but let's let's see what she had to say. Hold on. So that that kind of goes to what Marcus was saying. Like you can't you can't champion diversity, equity, inclusion as long as it benefits you. Like that's why you have allies. You can't say, "Hey, as a woman, I understand the diversity thing. We don't get the the opportunities from an equity standpoint." But then have a black woman who's also marginalized and a minority in that industry specifically, and you not have her back. Like I I I don't understand how that mindset works. That is and, insanity. But if everybody has that mindset, then how does she get those opportunities? 
if everybody's like, yeah, I want diversity. Yeah, I want her to have all the success at this company. Yeah, I want her to be able to do all these things, but she can't have my spot. If everybody thinks that way, then what spot is she going to get? If they're not just going to create a spot out of thin, they can't create another uh, sideline reporter for the NBA finals. They just can't make up a spot. So who's going? It's it's all about it's a lot of lip service from Rachel Nichols. It's a lot of hey, you know, I want her to be successful. I want her to do all these things. Okay, give up your spot. You have plenty okay. of jobs at ESPN. Give so, up your spot. And I definitely understand where you're coming from. First of all, I would like to say I want to give a shout out to Rachel Nichols. Uh, for bringing that statement to life, because this is something in the corporate world of corporate America, and then the different facets of life that we go to that we have, as Black people have always speculated on. And she was the first person that I've ever really heard to go ahead and stamp that and let us know what it is. Um, at the end of the day, it's great that she brought it to life. Uh, sucks for her because she's going to receive a lot of backlash. I get the point that she makes. Um, I guess if I was in that position, I would think, okay, well, why switch me to sideline and make her the main host? Why not just make her like another part of it? She has basketball experience too. She can give insight from that perspective, have her be an analyst and have me be the host or whatever. So I get what she's saying, but um, it's just, you, you shouldn't have said it, you know, but it's good that you do say it because now we know what it is. Um, and I get where she's coming from because I felt like the same thing with pride month with the George Floyd stuff. And, you know, I, I can finally breathe and sharks biting the chains and what the Raiders said and just all kind of things. Like it's a whole bunch of lip service with no actions at all. Um, me being a fan of the Jaguars, I know they were like one of the first teams that was really speaking out uh, when all that happened, like about giving the athletes a voice to speak about these things. And then it turns around that the owner donates another couple million dollars to the 45 administration at the time. And it's like, well, you're kind of contradicting yourself or now he did that. And then I come to find out he doesn't own black entertainment television but it's another version of it that's like black something, something television. And he owns it. He's not even black. Like, it's just weird. But it's like, don't give us your fake support anymore. Like, if you're going to be down with us, be down with us, not just when it's convenient to you. And for all these years, you know, and I hate to say it, but this is my last podcast for a while. White women, gay people have stolen our thunder as far as our wave when it comes to being oppressed when it comes to being unfairly treated, when it comes to not getting bills passed and something like that. So it's good to see that actually being brought to life because it's something that has been occurring this whole time. As long as Maria Taylor was getting whatever it is, as long as you're not affecting my bottom line, I don't care. But as soon as you do, now I'm in my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Now, oh, I wish her the best. That's fake. Um, but it shouldn't have been this because, oh, they're crappy past and stuff like that. Okay, look, if you're a real person, if you support the cause, just bow down. I'm sure your paycheck ain't like being affected by it. That's my only point. Like, I'm glad she did it. Well, I mean, even imagine like this podcast where we're just like, we get on here every week talking about, hey, we need more women voices in sports. We need more women's opinions on sports. Women should be able to talk about sports just the way that men do. And then uh, Rev Ron hits us up wanting to talk about basketball. We're like, nah. Give Queens talking about, hey, let me let's let's do Dirty Bird Nation report. No, you can do it somewhere else, not here. 
Right. You can talk about sports wherever you want to. We want you to talk about sports, but you can't do it here. Or uh, Amber, whenever she comes on or triples, if it's like, hey, uh, you want to she wants to talk about music. She wants to promote her DJing stuff, whatever. Yeah, we want you to go do that. We want you to go talk about this stuff, but not on my time. I want I need this mic time. I want all the mic time like that would sound crazy. That would look crazy. We're never going to be like, yeah, y'all can't come on here and talk. The door is always open for anybody female woman uh whatever lgbtq whatever like we're down we're like we're not just out here just giving lip service like if you want to come on here and talk your truth we're gonna let you do it at even if it i mean and it's not like we're, we're not getting paid for this and it's not like you know we're gonna die if we don't get get on the mic but we're, we we do have to sacrifice our time to to speak here if we add someone else but do you want diversity or not do you want women to have a platform or not? And if you do, you're going to have to share your platform or at least step aside for a little bit. That's what happens. That's what has to happen. Agreed 100%. Yeah, they definitely, uh, Rachel Nichols definitely missed opportunity, but she clearly doesn't care. She clearly could have like leveraged to have them both do like Adolfo said, but she's really only about the bottom line. So, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. But yeah, just 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 remember, there's other places you get your sports news from, man. Like we have to break the chains of ESPN and all that stuff, man. It's not it's not good for you mentally. It's not good information it's really not. in general. <laughs> like, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of kind of ass all the way around. But I mean, sticking with ESPN and NBA, uh, the finals has finally been uh, locked up. It's going to be the uh, Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Seen a lot of uh, Suns and Four tweets coming out. Um, I don't know what the status of Giannis is right now, but I mean he's not one hundred percent. I don't know when the uh, actual final start, but that that definitely could be a factor. Oh yeah, so this might be a Chris Paul's time finally. Like you know, mm-hmm. it might be his time to, to get that elusive chip he's been chasing his entire career. So yeah, this is going to be a pretty big series, and this is this is where kind of you have to, I guess. <sighs> You have to see if people mean what they're talking about, because every year people were saying we are tired of LeBron versus the Warriors in the finals. We're tired of seeing LeBron in the finals. We're tired of seeing the same old teams in the finals. We want parity. Okay, parity is here. The Bucks ain't been to the finals since like 1973. The Suns ain't been to the finals since like 1993. We got people. I I don't think none of the main players like Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Giannis, Chris Middleton, none of these players have been here before. Someone is going to be, someone is going to get a ring for the first time. We got diversity. We got parity. We have to watch this. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that until uh, we, we have our, our special, our guest speaking about diversity and parity and whatnot. <laughs> Let's double back to the whole Pill Cosby thing and more nastiness on Twitter. Like, there's a lot of nasty work going on in the timeline. Um, from people that are very surprising and not surprising, but it's disappointing seeing the number of people with large platforms that, wow, the fireworks, the sun is still out. All right. But the amount of people that are, are caping for Pill Cosby and pretty much like saying that, you know, injustices have been righted and whatnot. Um, again, the, the horny destroys people's brains. A lot of these people are like, oh, yeah, Felice Rashad. Oh, that's Bay. That's my, my my motherhood crush. You know what I'm saying? I still let her get it. She's out here caping for a rapist. You know what I'm saying? 
and this is the this ties into the Rachel Nichols thing because I said this early on Twitter, and I said this before. We do not know these people. Stop with the celebrity worship. We do not know these people. I mean, just treat them for what they are. Accept them for their entertainment value. And that's pretty much it, man. Like, Can, we, can I read the, the tweet Felicia Rashad put out? Yes. She put out, uh, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. And she has a picture of uh, Pill Cosby. Um, and then three hours later, she decided to tweet, I oh, fully... Oh, Three hours after that pack went up. Oh, after she got fried up. <laughs> she got roasted. <laughs> Good God. Uh, she said, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wish is for healing. You can't tweet both of those things out at the same time. You can't. It doesn't go together. They're two totally separate things. Just say what you meant, mean what you say. And yeah, she didn't tweet that. Her publicist tweeted that out. You meant oh, what you yeah. said. They, the they took time. the they took the phone. They was like, hey man. It was like, hey, no. My, my battery about to get vibrated. You only got a you only got a guest spot on this is us. That that can get gone. So I need you to get that tweet out of here or put something else on there. Oh, did she delete it? I don't know if she deleted it. I uh, screenshot it. I don't I don't see it. What what day did she uh, tweet it out? Uh, I don't have the actual date. I'm guessing it was probably the day that he got released. So, so I see the tweet that you said about the fully support survivors on June 30th. The next tweet of her timeline is from June 20th. So, yeah, so they, they got that one out. <laughs> yeah, they got. It was like, nah, you're gonna have to get that one out of here. <laughs> oh my god, she got. You can't delete the tweet. You can't this is my it. thing on this. First of all, I need to applaud Felicia Rashad. Oh my god, being a real friend. The views of I applaud her on being a real friend because at the end of the day, if you're a real friend, right or wrong, you're gonna stick behind the people that you that got you here. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, you will. <laughs> nope. You, that's the code of the streets. You're gonna nope. stick by them. First nope. of all, I mean, it's a lot of I'm in the it's house, not bro. just with this case, it's with something else that we're going to talk about later, but it's a lot of false information that has been going around. So um, first and foremost, I saw an article that basically said that, oh, you know, well, Pill Cosby admitted to doing it in his uh, 2005 deposition and this and this and that. He never, he never said he poisoned or raped these women. Uh, when he talked about the Quaaludes, which was a very popular drug in the 70s or 80s, he did say that he did buy them and he did willingly give it to them. Uh, the same with the Andrea, um, what's her last name, Constand. Um, with her, how they poked holes in her argument was she's saying, I, did, I had no knowledge that I took him, but then in 2003, when she made, sorry, that fire went through me off. In 2003, when she made her deposition, basically stating that this was going on, she was the first accuser. She said, he gave me three blue pills and urged me to take them, say, hey, this will relax you, blah, 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 blah. So, okay, it becomes a point and here's where the holes are. Now you're out here saying you didn't know and then you're saying you do know. And then when they went behind the scenes to uncover additional information, they found out that this woman was trying to extort money from Bill Cosby. So her and her mother. 
And they also poked a lot of other alleged lies and different holes in her statement. Now, I'm not going to sit here because it's 60 women. It's a lot of them. Yeah, I was about to say, you're going to have to yeah, just take you a long time to defend But you. with the way that the world works sometimes, especially being a brother, and especially being a brother oh, that makes God. a lot of money, you do have to be wary of that, of people lying on you, people trying to extort stuff. The same with Deshaun Watson. Okay, I'm not saying he did these things. I'm not saying he didn't, didn't, but I found that to be weird that at first you try it in civil court before you do it for any type of a crime. There's a reason that didn't for that. make sense to me. There's a but, reason so for that. All I'm saying is give the brother a benefit of the doubt. It's no. still 60 cases. That's a ton. No, he got no. out on technicality, no. basically, because no. they used that deposition no. against him. He got out on technicality. It wasn't no. they just let him out. He didn't, he wasn't paid to get out. He I got out on this, technicality. I don't know Deshaun Watson. I don't know Bill Cosby. No, I'm not giving these niggas no benefit of the doubt. You gotta no. give if you weren't there, you don't know. And it's and I'm not giving them the benefit man, of the doubt either. No, I'm not giving as a black the benefit man, of the doubt. If a white woman and it's been brothers to be killed for this. If a white woman said, hey, that brother Marcus over there raped me, you're already guilty before they even do a trial. You know this for a fact. So that's all I'm trying to say. I'm going to give this brother. It's not an R. Kelly situation where, hey, you know what? You've been caught red-handed a few times. This one, he never admitted to anything. It's a lot of women for sure. It was the 70s. It was the 80s. Quaaludes, crack, all that stuff was running wild. You know, I'm going to give the brother the benefit of the doubt at the end of the day. And for uh-huh. his friend, Felicia Rashad, who he basically made sure she set for life. If she wants to defend him. Oh, well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she obviously has enough trust in him to believe what he's saying. OK, so the reason why a lot of these women go to civil court as opposed to taking it to like actual court is because it's very difficult to to get a conviction on this. Because you have you have to pretty much, it's like the burden of proof is on you to prove that they did this, and then you have to go relive the trauma that you went through. A lot of women, when they've been sexually assaulted, what they do do is they'll do things like they'll take a shower immediately, and you're not supposed to do that because that's where the evidence is. But because they feel so like dirty about it, they're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to take a shower. So now the evidence is all gone, and now it's just a he says she uh, he said she said type deal. To where it's like, now I don't have anything to bring to you. And even with that, even if you go to the police or to a coworker or to HR talking about like, hey, this happened. Now they're questioning you. Say you're one of these women that maybe you're a little flirtatious at the office. Maybe your clothing is a little bit revealing. Maybe your clothing is a little too tight. Now they're just like, okay, you say that he uh, maybe touched you or grabbed you or did something to you. But you kind of come into the office. You're a little flirty, flirty. You're a little, little, you know, wearing tight clothes. I'm not saying you ask for it, but it's like a lot of people don't believe this. Like most people automatically give the man the benefit of the doubt. They automatically say, well, I know that guy. He wouldn't do that. Like when it comes to sexual assault, rape, things of that nature, it's not the boogeyman hiding in a, in a dark alley just snatching up random women. It's your boyfriend. It's your husband. It's your father. It's your uncle. It's your coworker. It's somebody that you know that's going to do this. Like these, I just, I find it extremely hard to believe that over 60 women decided to just come up with this story and say like, yeah, Bill Cosby did this to me. We're all just going to do this. We're all going to come up with these lies. We're all going to make millions. Over 40 years. Over 40 years. And they can't, they went to court over this in 2005. They went through this in 2005, but he had money. He had privilege. He had the ability to buy them out of the court. 
Like he can do that. He paid off one woman. Like one woman was like, hey, I can either try to take this to court and probably lose because I can't afford to go lawyer for lawyer with this guy. Or I can just be like, hey, he offered to pay my schooling. I'm just going to take it because I can't. I'm not going to beat him in court. And that's why a lot of women are just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to go to court. If I can just if I can cash out, that's a guaranteed dub for me. Like, that's what it is. It's hard for women to. And I, I actually I did what I did because I knew we were going to talk about this. I did, sure I did, but go ahead. <laughs> to talk about Bill Cosby, no, like we were going to talk about this regardless. This is the story that we would talk about. We talked about it when he went in. Uh, I, I DM'd a couple women to talk about like, hey, have you been sexually assaulted before? And if you have, how easy was it for you to go and tell somebody? And how long did it take you? And there was a couple of women who were just like, yeah, it took me a couple of days because I didn't think anybody would believe me because the guy is a quote unquote nice guy. He's a guy that wouldn't do anything like that. He is a guy that he is my boss. He's someone that's in a position of power over me. I can't go to HR because he's the boss. Like it's, it's not easy to go and do this. Cause it's like, if I don't go immediately, then it's like, okay, why'd you wait? What are you waiting for? I don't understand why you waited so long. Why'd you wait a day? Why'd you wait a week? Why'd you wait a couple of years? What were you waiting on? And then it's like, and then if you come around and say like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and do it the very next day. As, as soon as it happens, I'm going to tell somebody. And then you got people saying like, oh, she's lying. She's just doing it for money. Oh, he just, he, he, he turned her down. So now she's just making stuff up. Women get, get questioned and beat down about this stuff regularly to the point where it's just like, they don't want to talk about it. They get on Twitter and they see people defending Bill Cosby and they're just like, okay, how am I supposed to go out here and tell people that this happened to me when they won't believe that 69 or 60 plus women were sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby? And they're supposed to believe me? That's not an in environment that people want to believe. But, uh, so, let, let me ask you this, Mr. Savage. Would you extend this same benefit of the doubt to 45? Would I extend the same? You're talking about with his past allegations? Yes. The of the I mean, if it was something similar, you, there's, you have there's to, plenty. If you're not, if you weren't there, you kind of have to. I'm, I'm just saying, you weren't there at the end of the day. So we or don't you just sit back and wait. You don't need to give him the benefit. He's been a multimillionaire for a long time. I mean, I'm sure his behaviors indicate otherwise, but I'm just saying, like, you do, like, don't act like we don't, and we haven't seen situations where people have put themselves in particular positions. Well, but, it happens quite often. The thing is, is that your argument is one-sided, though, because, like, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily say you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think the better way to phrase it would be that you're you, you're allowing for due process, because again, you can't say you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, because by doing that, you're not allotting the woman or the accuser the benefit of the doubt. So you're kind of picking the side historically that is problematic. Yeah, there are women historically that have said and done things that weren't true but without me googling it i i think the stats would have you lean towards that a lot of these men are mcnasties like that's yeah, kind of the, how that goes the, unfortunately the, men the are percentage, trash the percentage, the percentage of men that are falsely accused of rape not saying it's zero but compared to the men that are accused of rape that actually did it there's a very large gap in there. And I feel like if I Googled how many men are falsely accused of rape, it's going to be a pretty small number comparatively. 
to the amount of men that are accused of rape and actually did it. I think that's the major point. Like my major point was just be like, hey, he he was accused of this, you know, Bill Cosby, Deshaun Watson, Derrick Rose, Kobe Bryant, all these guys are accused of rape. I am not going to get on the internet and say, yeah, I, I don't think he did it. I think we need to wait and see. I'm just going to shut the fuck up because I don't know them. Yeah, that's what I did. I I don't know. No, 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 no. No, You're giving you're giving them the benefit. No, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's what you're doing. There's a difference. I am shutting shutting the fuck up. You're going out on there and oh yeah, unfriend me now if you're this and this and that and you know, like come on now. I listen, hold on. No, I'm not just saying that just to say this. I listen to I didn't say anything if you look on my Twitter feed. I lit but you said it here. I listened to a 10 episode podcast. That's an hour long each episode called Chasing Cosby. Listen to one episode of that. And that is very clear that Bill Cosby did some foul shit. It's very clear. They got these women out here putting out very graphic details, have video recordings, have uh, uh, one of his associates has receipts of him paying off women. Like, I would I would challenge. You know what? Here's what we'll do. I will challenge people. If you want to defend Pill Cosby, listen to Chasing Cosby. Listen to every episode. Listen to it. Podcast. Yeah, it's a it's a good listen. Listen to that podcast. If you listen to that and you still think that man is innocent, then whatever. That's your prerogative. That's what you think. But I will also tell you that you're pro rapist. That's what I'm gonna say. I mean, Bill looked like he has no swag. Like I don't think he could really pull no women's if if he tried to. So I mean. It is what it is, but um, I mean, while we wait for our uh, woman guest, if she ever decides to, I'm here. I'm so, just hey. So all right, so you, you you've jumped on, you've jumped into the uh, into the, uh, the 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 wasp hornet's net, I guess. Um, we'll we'll, we'll backtrack real quick. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Rachel Nichols pack, and then the whole Pill Cosby situation from a woman's perspective? Because um, Mr. Savage. What what is your actually give her your take? I don't want to, I don't want to uh, you know misquote you, but what is your I guess your final answer for the for the Bill Cosby situation? We get uh, at the end of the day. My thing is I wasn't there. I don't know. But you're still offering the benefit of the doubt, correct? Yeah, for both parties. I wasn't there. I okay. don't know. All right, so I guess that's a little bit more. I guess that's more clarification. But I mean, you can run the episode back and hear the rest of it, but. Um, yes, let's let's get a, a woman's perspective on this. Uh, Starting so, with Rachel Nichols. Okay, yeah, Rachel Nichols is doing what white women do. Any black woman or any black person that's worked with white women before, but black women specifically who have dealt with white women know that white women are with you up until they're not. Um, and usually, the point where they're not with you anymore is when your existence uh, threatens theirs. And in this case, Maria Taylor's existence threatened Rachel Nichols's uh, existence. Um, for Rachel Nichols to insinuate that Maria Taylor is simply a diversity hire and not a woman with basketball knowledge, both as a player who has played D1 basketball and as an analyst and a host who understands the game um, and obviously has the respect of her peers. She had Woj telling, you know, Rachel Nichols, she was a locker room cancer in the middle of a meeting. So, I mean, obviously Maria Taylor knows what she's talking about. So for, I mean, it doesn't surprise me uh, because I, I mean, 
this may sound terrible, but I'll say it. I think most black women, when dealing with white women in the workplace, you have to know to keep them at arm's length. Like they're fun to, you know, joke and laugh with, but that can only go so far. And now we see what the allyship um, looks like behind closed doors. You're, you're an ally until BLM and uh, Me Too is making you exhausted, but you run a crisis management company that also works with a very well-known athlete who is working for Black voters' rights. So doesn't surprise me for Rachel Nichols. I also highly doubt that she gets disciplined by ESPN any more than maybe we don't see her for an episode or two of NBA Countdown, if that, because she tweeted a couple hours ago that she'll be in Phoenix. So uh, I don't expect much discipline for Rachel Nichols. And I hope Maria Taylor, they either pay Maria Taylor or she gets gone and does other stuff and be great somewhere else. Bill Cosby, um, I wish him the worst that life has to offer. Like whatever's left for him, I hope it's not good. Um, I, I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't care if it's one woman or 60 women. Um, there's nothing, you're going to have to, you have to prove that they're wrong. I'll say that. Um, it's much more on you to prove that they are absolutely lying than for me to believe that they aren't. And out of everything that I have seen and read, they don't <laughs> sound like they're lying. Um, so I, I don't have anything for Bill Cosby. I, just like I don't have anything for R. Kelly. I don't have anything for T.I. or his wife. Um, I don't have anything for Mystical. And the list continues to go on. I, there's nothing for me to say. I almost forgot about that T.I. thing. They they really went underground on that one. They're really like cracking open the safe to try to sweep this one on the rug because that was kind of a big deal for a minute because they were roping the other big celebrities as well. So um, that, that'll be interesting. So we'll, we'll backtrack. That's, that's what comes with it, though. That's why a lot of people aren't speaking up about this Bill Cosby claim because a lot of people did know about it. A lot of people are complicit in his behavior. Well, wasn't like, there, was a, there was a thing with him and uh, Hugh Hefner. No, Hannibal Burris is the one that kind of tongue in cheek let it let it be known that pills out here wilding. There's that Cameron verse where he says something like mixing it in the pudding like Bill Cosby. Like people knew. Jenny yeah. even said like she she tweeted Felicia Felicia Rashad and was like, "Girl, it was a known secret. Everybody knew. So don't try to act like you didn't know what was happening." And I I, believe, I really believe that that anybody who was anybody to know knew what was happening with Bill Cosby. Whether he was drugging women uh, for purposes of sexual assault or, or it's any other lewd act, it doesn't. It would not surprise me if other celebrities knew and were complicit. That that's the problem. Why why would they throw Bill Cosby under the bus when they've been doing somewhat of the same things? Exactly. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn my house down just to burn his down, you know. And it's it's another. I, when I was listening to that podcast, that was one, another thing that they said. They were like. This has been going on. This has been being reported on by this woman since 2005, and nobody cares. Hannibal Burris says something, and this was when Hannibal Burris wasn't even that famous. He was just still up and coming. He says something. A man says something, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, maybe we should look into this. Maybe we need to pay more attention to this. And it's just like we're ignoring the voices of these women for 20 years, and now this man says something. Now you want to believe them? Like, why would a woman speak out when that's how things are? We're not listening to them. So why would they speak out? 
like if you're a woman and you don't have a man that you know can like that has your back and has your best interest in heart that can go out there and publicly say these things, why would you come out and speak out? It's it's hard. Yeah, it's uh damn near impossible, but I mean yeah, like uh like Rev said, uh whatever's left for him, hopefully it's uh not not fun. But moving on to more not fun, Twitter continues to Twitter uh, along with the media. And this kind of goes back to my point where you kind of have to let these people be who they are, accept them for their entertainment value and not much more. Um, Shikari Richardson, Richards, maybe Richardson, sorry. Um, It's kind of been a roller coaster with her situation. Um, It's pretty much been mainstream news at this point, but the long of the short is, is that she had quickly become America's darling um, in the 100 meter, the women's 100 meter um, projected. Well, the media looked like they were kind of uh, grooming her to be a star in the Olympics because of her unfortunate story. You know, you know, they love their uh, black uh, trauma porn and sports media. Um, she's got the flash, you know, she's got the whole uh, Flojo-esque attire with the nails and eyelashes and the quote-unquote attitude that was uh, branded for her. And then that house of cards quickly came falling down after she failed a drug test for THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana. And all of a sudden, people started showing their ass on the timeline and the media. Um, there was kind of two sides. Well, like, hey, you know, weed should be legal. It's not a big deal. It's not performance enhancing. And the other side is the rules is the rules. And what's in the middle is uh, what's probably right, I guess. I mean, yeah, the rules are the rules, but are those rules antiquated and archaic and do they need to be changed? Like you can have both these discussions at the same time, but then like kind of the plot twist were apparently from some tweets that might have been some screenshots. I'm not going to confirm these tweets are real, but like there's some homophobic tweets that were pulled up. It, it just it was a whole wild thing that went on on Twitter. But um, yeah, it's 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 crazy how things can flip up so quick. So I want to get Rev's take again. We're gonna let the, the women speak. You know, what I'm saying like what what is your take on this whole situation? Like. I don't know. It's it's a lot going on. I've seen a lot of takes. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to do with this one. I mean, go. Uh, before I start, if you guys hear the fireworks, I'm sorry. Uh, oh yeah, we're we're having it. We're having yeah, it. Here. There are black people nearby. I'm oh. not lying. Say the gunshots, but you know, what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, here, Trillville. Um, on Shakari, I I said a lot of it when it first broke. Um, and I think you touched on it too. There is the facts and then there are the things that we think. And those two things can exist, exist at once. So the facts are Shakari smoked weed, tested for it, and was suspended because marijuana is a part of the banned list of substances set by the International Olympic Committee. Um, it does not matter that she smoked weed in a state where it was legal or a country where it was legal because this is an international governing body who governs athletes from the U.S. to the Ukraine and everywhere in between. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, marijuana is a banned substance, no matter your personal feelings about it. 
Um, I think that Shakari handled it pretty gracefully. Um, she was accountable. She said she knew what she was doing. Um, and I also think that she was given a fairly light punishment compared to what we've seen in the past. Um, a lot of people were comparing this to Michael Phelps, um, and they seem to either not know or just have forgotten that Michael Phelps, A, never tested positive for marijuana. He was just in a photo with it or in the, the, the vicinity. Not saying that he didn't smoke, but he just didn't test positive for marijuana. Um, he was... He lost sponsorships, and I believe he was suspended for three months for te- for that interaction. Um, Shakari will only miss one of her events, from what I know. She's suspended for 30 days. That 30 days has already started. The Olympics start on the 23rd. I think she'll join the team on, like, the 30th or something like that. Um, so I, I think Shakari will be fine. Shakari's young. She's talented. There's another Olympics in three years. Hopefully, we'll see her back, and hopefully, we'll get to see her um, dominate. And I think we'll still get to see her dominate in this. I'm not discounting her from this current uh, Olympic run. Now to what I think. What I think is marijuana as an has a banned substance uh, being seen as the same light as performance enhancing drugs is absolutely ludicrous. Like it, it's it's antiquated. Um, these rules were concocted when, you know, marijuana was used as a as propaganda for black people uh, um, to, to, you know, be unfairly persecuted and, and still are unfairly persecuted in comparison to white peers. Um, so do I think that marijuana should still be on the banned substance list? No. Um, for Shakir, I don't. I also don't think that this specifically points to the Olympics being anti-black. I think there were other instances this week that specifically point to it like banning or withdrawing two african athletes because they their testosterone levels were high and they felt like they were too high for women so they cannot compete in women's events um there's another young lady who uh missed the drug test and she is banned for five years she can't compete but she missed a drug test because she was recovering from an abortion she had had a couple days before she was due to have um the drug test they've banned um, swim caps that are for people with Afro hair because they don't believe that any athlete should have hair of that volume um, and therefore they are not needed. So um, I don't know if Shakari's particular incident points to that, but the Olympics are a, a, a huge um, cluster of anti-Black uh, sentiments, anti-Black occurrences, um, and above all, I won't say above all of that, right below all of that is that the Olympics is, in, like, it's incredibly wasteful. If you look at the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, they built all those structures and all of them are in ruins and they have displaced m- millions of indigenous people. Um, there's a storyline in Snowfall in the background where they mentioned the 84 Olympics, I believe, uh, in LA and how they were trying to clear out all the homeless people. Um, so the Olympics is known to be awful to the environments that they inhabit. But on Shakari, I feel like there are a lot more things that you can get on to Shakari about. She's got some pretty problematic tweets in the past. Not saying you should yeah. but <laughs> she's been pretty problematic. But on, on the weed front, she smoked. She's accepting her punishment. Uh, hopefully she this doesn't have to happen again. Um, and, and hopefully in the near future, the IOC will look at their this uh, marijuana um, on their banned substance list and be like, this doesn't need to be here. This is ridiculous. So a lot of things can be true at once. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah. Also, Japan was having their <laughs> own issues with the Olympics as well, because like the, the people didn't want the, the 
the people in Japan didn't really want people coming into Japan with all the COVID stuff going on because they have really no infrastructure to kind of manage that if there's to be an outbreak. You're bringing all these people, even though they're not having like people in the crowds and stuff like that, there's really no COVID protocol for the athletes. So you're, you're bringing all these people, cameramen, film crew, staff and whatnot into these people's country that they probably don't want to get you know, ravaged by COVID any more than they already have. So yeah, the Olympics is problematic. It's also problematic because it's not like a lot of these athletes are making a lot of money off the Olympics versus what the network is making off, you know, the fake patriotism or the xenophobia or the jingoism that Americans, you know, well, they've been a little bit more stronger with their xenophobia in these last about four years, but they, they seem to pull it out during Olympics, especially when they really don't care that much about like athletes or America. They just want to be obnoxious, drinking their natty lights and their PBRs yelling Murica and blowing off their fingers and toes with fireworks. But yeah, I, I think it's just more or less, it's, it's a sham essentially. But um, so to the people that are out here trying to support her, I respect it, but I think some of it is like kind of political capital. Like it's kind of to be seen, you know what I'm saying? Like gets you a little bit more of a look. Um, and I think generally the, the media is mad that this star that they were trying to build up because that's what sports are about. Especially the Olympics, you know, especially especially with the the sprint races, is about star power. Like Usain Bolt was probably made them zillions of dollars with his star powers at his height, and so that's what they look for. So now they don't really have that type of story that they built up, which kind of crumbled. But I mean, you got AOC out here like saying that this shit should be abolished. I'm like, that's cool, but it it is what it it is at this point. I just and, think people. Well, People kind of jumped on a story without any like prior context of what the Olympics is. Like this centuries old institution is not about to be like, oh, for sure, smoke weed, it's cool. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter who smokes weed that's at the top. They're, like you said, I wouldn't bet on them anytime soon being like, yeah, weed is cool. There's still, I mean, the US, there's only 19 states where weed is legal out of 50. Like the U.S. doesn't even have a strong enough grasp on the legality or the 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 moral right to smoke weed in your own private property. Like, so I, I doubt that this international governing body will ever. They may change their mind, but I don't think that it'll be in our lifetime or Shakari's lifetime or you know the, the the kids' lifetime. I just don't think so. Um, I just I think a lot of people were rooting for Shakari. Shakari, what the media likes to do is is peddle the struggle of black people. And I, I won't say that Shakari's entire existence is based in struggle, but I will say her recent rise to notoriety on social media and beyond started when we found out that her mother had passed a week before we saw her on the public stage. Um, Which ties so, into the weed use too, because that's what they were saying. She took right. an edible or so I think to her down. black people especially had found a hero and they felt as if Shakari was being uh, tarnished when Shakari had made a decision, and this is the consequence of that decision. I'm not trying to be all rules or rules. I just said that the rules. I think the rules are ridiculous. But while the rules exist, she. This is what happened to a person that broke the rule, and I. I think a lot of it was built in misinformation too. Because people thought she was banned forever, like she would never run when she's only going to miss one event. So, and she's 20, a lot she's of this, yeah, a lot of this was blown way out of proportion. 
sis will be just fine. Like she, we could, we could still be darling Shakari if you wanted to be. We'll still see her at the end of the month and into August. Um, and you can still root for her. And in the meantime, you can also root for Miss Shelly Ann of Jamaica. You can root for Miss Allison Allison Felix, who was done completely dirty by Nike, and this is her comeback story. I think there's still a lot to look forward to. And I, I again, I think Shakari will be fine. She's young. She's talented. She's the fastest person I've ever seen in my life. Um, outside of Usain Bolt. So she's she's fine, guys. Like, she's totally okay. And she's already accepted responsibility for it. So that, That's the part I, I want to kind of stick on is how how accountable she is at 21. Because, like, I've seen, like, grown-ups, like, people in their 30s and 40s into their 50s and 60s not be this accountable for something that they did. It's always a lot of excuse-making, and I didn't know, and uh, I thought I was good, and someone put – I didn't do it on purpose – like she was just like, hey, I knew the rules. I broke the rules. I'm going to pay the consequences. I'm not going to fight this. I'm just going to eat it. There is nobody on this planet more disappointed in Shikari Richardson than Shikari Richardson. She knows that. She knows what she did. Like I'm I get the whole, like, you know, especially on Twitter, like I get the jokes. Like, you know, she was smoking them on and off the track. That I get those. Like, I get the jokes, but saying that she, like, disappointed the country and she let us all down. She's an embarrassment to black people. There's no reason to take it that far. She knows what she did. She made a mistake. She's a 21-year-old. Like, I'm not – I know what I was doing when I was 21. Like, I am i wouldn't have been this accountable. I'd have had all kinds of excuses. I'd have came up with every excuse in the book. I'd have blamed somebody. I would have been like, nah, I, I was just – I was in my, um, in my dorm room uh, studying and someone put this shit in my drink. When I fell asleep, I don't know how I got it. I, I did something, but for her to be that accountable at that age, she's gonna be just fine. Like, like Rev said, but to the to the rules or rules rules people, like you can't be the person who is rules or rules. But uh, when you have to go into Walmart with a mask, you got a problem with it. Like our rules are rules. Put your mask on. Oh, also, I think this is an awful time for people to try to use this as a way to be racist towards Shakari and bring in uh, Flojo. I don't, her nails ain't got nothing to, like, her nails are cute. Her wig is cute. And she smoked a little weed off the track. That, you coming in with racism was racism that you already had in your heart. Like, that, I don't remember the lady's name. I'm not, even if I did, I wouldn't say it. But that lady was very, very out of pocket for what she said about Flojo, who, uh, passed away in her sleep at I believe she was about a little over 35. Like that was a lot of a lot of the them people's hashtag them people. A lot of their commentary was racist, and I that's another reason why I kind of hate that this story kind of turned into what it was because it it drew the attention off of how mature Shakari was and accepting her punishment and just turned it to this avalanche of racism that I'm sure was overwhelming um, on top of everything else that she may have been dealing with and may still be dealing with. So to all those people who are using that, this as an opportunity to be disparaging against Shakari and her character, smoking weed is not a character flaw. It's just a thing that people do, whether it be for anxiety or for recreational purposes. Um, and don't use this to like spew your, they're going to do it anyway. But I hate that people are using this to like spew racist rhetoric. It's, it's just weed, guys. Okay, so I want to touch on that real quick because sometimes some of the stuff is kind of warranted because I know I've seen like a lot of people once she was 
busted, um, hashtag and keep that same energy, uh, basically saying with Michael Phelps, with, um, what was her name, Shelby Hooligan, um, and like a, a few other athletes. Uh, I forgot the two that did the 400 with the testosterone's name. But um, essentially, and why I hate this is, Black people can be loud and wrong as fuck sometimes. And I'm, you know, I do it too. But just to debunk any theories, Michael Phelps, like Rev said earlier, um, he w- he never tested positive for it. I've seen people saying, oh, well, you know, he tested positive for it. It's a race thing. It's this, it's that. Um, he was on photo smoking a bomb. You know, he he didn't get he didn't get tested positive. He got a 90-day suspension instead of a 30-day suspension. Um, his was after the Olympics, not before the Olympics. Um, the thing with uh, Shelby Hooligan, um, she's the one that stated that her burrito, she had a pork burrito that may or may not have had like HGH or anabolic steroids in it, and she didn't know about it. They were saying, oh, well, you know, she's still going to get the run. No, she's not. She got a four-year ban for that. It's like, you know, and some people, they're saying, oh, you know, well, woe is me and this and this and that. And it's so unfair and because weed is this recreational drug. And, oh, well, it's, it's legal in 19-plus states here in the States. But like Rev said, I mean, this isn't a United States Olympics. Like, like this, this, this is not that. Um, I am thankful that she – I was happy that she took accountability – for doing this initially, but then she did, as the interview went on, she did begin to deflect a little bit. And I mean, it's okay. It's your world. It's your choice. And she took the bull by the horns and that's what she did. And unfortunately you have to pay the price for it. You know what I'm saying? She's 21 years old. Uh, Next time we'll be able to see her. Well, first she'll be able to compete. My only fear was I didn't know if it was going to start on June the 30th when, when it was announced or would it be from June 19th when she was called? And I guess it's from June 27th. Not when she was called, when she was tested, but it's going to be from June 27th to July 27th. So they're saying, and I haven't confirmed it, that she'll still be able to run certain events. So, I mean, that's cool. The thing was from a, like a media perspective, they were trying to build that story of, you know, this girl and I had known, I'd heard her a few years ago when she was at LSU, you know, blazing up the, the, the track, no pun intended. Um, so I had been to, she had been the fastest woman in the world for a while. Um, and I mean, just getting the opportunity to have that plus that story, you know, of overcoming adversity and, and different things like that. They were looking forward to selling this story. And I believe Nike didn't drop her because you bet your ass the next Olympic when she comes and she's still the fastest woman in the world, oh, yeah. they're going to say, well, hey, she, she dealt with drug addiction, her mother passed, uh, she had this, she had that, she had this, she's uh, an, well, she's not an ally, she's actually a member of the prize, she's faced so much, and it's going to be the biggest story of redemption when she does get the opportunity to redeem herself, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's tragic that she won't get to do her thing, I was looking forward to the battle between her and Shelly Ann, um, but, you know, we'll be there in four years to, to get it back, and uh, no matter what, you know, you got to hold down your people because, you know, white, them people will tear us apart. Let's not tear each other apart. Let's also make sure we do our due diligence to know the facts when we're saying keep that same energy because 90 days and four years is way longer than 30 days. And that's my whole point. 
Yeah, Nike didn't drop Nike didn't drop Tiger Woods. They're not dropping this girl. She's 21 years old. Why would they drop her? <laughs> she's gonna be running for probably the next 10 years. That's a lot of money for Nike. And she seems to have like the personality. She's definitely got the look. She's she's got her own look. She's got swag. She's got speed. She's got the talent. Oh, they're she oh, and for in the next Olympics, she's going to be in all the commercials. I'd have her at every WNBA game, every NBA game. I, 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 hey, I need you to link up with Meg Thee Stallion. I need you to link up with Sweetie. We need you in these music videos. We're getting this money. They're going to milk this girl. Believe that. Nike ain't stupid. Yeah, and I guess to wrap this up, all the uh, big-name athletes and people that are coming out here caping for her, I mean, all of you have the opportunity to uh, sponsor her as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think that it's an issue with her not being able to earn money in that way from what she may or may not have earned for the Olympics, sponsor like she fully likes well she has an affinity for weed at some point hey there's some of these athletes that are involved with cannabis companies to get her a deal like this this is an opportunity for us to show how much we support our own like we don't have to wait for nike you know not not to not to drop her before we can pick her up and make her our own entity if that makes there, sense there there has to be a wig company or eyelash nail. company or nail oh. company. Someone needs to swoop in and pick up this girl and sponsor her. Because for her to run that fast with those nails and for them to not fall off or anything. That'd be more yeah. the glue. The glue. The glue. The glue. Makes yeah. the glue. Gorilla but, glue or whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. We, I thought we left that in the past. <laughs> not the gorilla glue on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't know the young lady's name. But this kind of ties in what I just said. But I guess she ran with like some some handcrafted DIY like Doritos earrings, and like I guess Doritos posted they made a custom bag. Like, give her a bag. Like, sponsor this girl. She's just out here running here with your brand on her ears, winning races and representing. Give her a deal. Cut her a check. I don't want to commit. What is it? A commemorative Doritos yeah. bag. Sorry, this this white claw. We out here like a white woman. <laughs> Yo, uh, so I went to the store. I see the the I seen the the, the hashtag them people talking about white claws, and I'm not gonna lie. I took a sip of one. I was like, Yo, she just asked. I'm like, you know what? I didn't make this store get no Modelo's. Um, so I'm like, fuck. I still had them in the fridge. I got the little multi pack, and I was like, you know, what? let me give it one more try. So I, I busted out the watermelon joint. Um. It's not that bad. It's only got a hundred calories. It oh, tastes yeah. like watermelon. You ever had Lacroix before? Um, I mean, this is I I stay on the bubbly bubblies or whatever these. It's shit basically, like alcoholic Lacroix, and Lacroix tastes like somebody like shouted what flavor it was supposed to. Be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, Lacroix is good. I like. I'm a, a sparkly water kind of sewer. Like, Lacroix tastes like wet Skittles. I mean, they got a pomegranate blueberry joint that's pretty good for the bubblies, but drink yeah. aha, and not because I know them folks behind it, but drink aha. <laughs> Look, all right, it's not, it's not, it was up, Shad. It's uh, it's not that bad, but um, yeah, like they should have gave us a, a cut or a check. Like y'all got Dorito, like people are still eating Doritos in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty one. Like y'all got money, like cut or a check. Well, it's the same thing with the uh, the WNBA. Like they always bring up you know like what russell westbrook is wearing at the game he's a fashion you know icon or they bring up all these men who wear these outfits to the games and it's just like we're not paying attention to what the women are doing in the WNBA because apparently they're doing the same thing they're pushing brands they're being creative with how they uh come to the game and they can they can do things a little bit different like i'm not saying that men can't wear dresses but 
WNBA players are wearing dresses, they're wearing skirts, they're wearing gowns, they're wearing, you know, uh, shorts, they're wearing tees, they're wearing sweats. They're doing a lot of fashion-forward things over there, too. So, like, we, like we've been saying, we've got to build up the women also. It, it, it can't be Russell Westbrook is the fashion guy, like the fashion person. It has to be some other people, too. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I guess kind of sticking with sports, we're going to double, double back to the uh, NBA Finals preview since we have our uh, basketball connoisseur uh, rev here. So I actually you know what. Can you speak on that Hawks pack that went up uh, yesterday? Like, uh, you know, we both follow a lot of people from Atlanta and it seemed to be very quiet when things were going good for the Hawks. Uh, but it got very quiet when shit went south. Uh, not being able to win two games without the opposing team's best player. Uh, the second game and where you have your uh, quintessential superstar, uh, the guy they compare to Steph Curry and saying he's better than Kyrie Irving, that guy. But you can't win the biggest game of your career without their best player, two-time MVP on the other side of the court, like getting packed up by a Brook Lopez and people of that sort. So uh, what is your commentary on that, uh, that Hawks pack? Um, I mean, I will say that I am extremely proud of the Hawks. I don't think anybody could have, at the beginning of the season, would have been like, oh, the Hawks are going to be two games away from an NBA Finals. Um, I think the Hawks got gassed at the end, um, like physically tired. They've been playing from behind for multiple series, um, and they always found themselves playing the game from 10 points down. Um but, yeah, I think they're a good young team. I, th- I think they'll be back. Um, I think a lot of people have problems with John Collins um, and the way that he tends to disappear when they need him most and how that doesn't correlate to the amount of money that he's asking for in the offseason. Max player. Um, yeah. Max player. So, I mean, I would just say that I'm extremely proud of the Hawks, um, and I, I know that they they have – they have many more of these to go. Um, but I, I just – the Milwaukee Bucks ain't nobody to sleep on. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, that's not what uh, Hawks would have told me. That's not nah, what I mean, I'm not saying that the Hawks should have gone in shaking in their boots at the Milwaukee Bucks, but the Milwaukee Bucks have, have played this playoff game a little a little more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they want no team to, to, to play with. I can see if this was the Knicks. Um, we were listening to the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. A little bit more, I, I think, would be warranted. But, yeah, I mean, shout out to the Hawks. Shout out to Nate McMillan. I, I need them to take the interim off him and just call him coach. That's that's Coach McMillan. They need to bring him back as soon as possible. Um, and I think they'll be fine. Uh, I don't even think they – I mean, of course, every team could benefit from a, a, another piece or two, but I wouldn't shake up their roster too much. I think they got a good young core. Love Clint Capella there. Uh, and and those guys just have to be ready for the big moments. They got gas at the end, and I think they got a little scared at the end. I think they got a little scared of themselves at the end of what like they could truly accomplish. Um, and that light kind of dimmed. So good luck to them. We're next for, for to come. I still don't think the Milwaukee. If it makes them feel any better, I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA championship. I think this is Phoenix's year, five or six. Um, so if it's any constellation, they don't. They 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 they're not gonna win. So yeah, depending on what's uh, what Giannis' status is, uh, I'm going. It's either Suns and five, or if Giannis is playing, Suns and six. Like like we talked about in the timeline. If you beat LeBron James in the playoffs, you're going to win the championship. That's how it works. <laughs> and the Suns beat Phoenix. 
or the Suns beat the Lakers. I said it at the beginning of the season. I was like, or not the beginning of the season, beginning of the playoffs. Whoever wins Lakers, Suns in the first round, they're winning the West. And whoever wins uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, they're winning the East. And if you beat LeBron in the playoffs, you're winning the finals. So I got Suns in five or six, depending on Giannis. I just think Chris Paul is hungry, like, and he gonna do whatever he got to do to get it. And I mean, whatever. If he got a flop, if he had to fling himself into the 300 seats just to sell a, a call, he'll do it. Like, Chris Paul is out for the ring this year, and he's gonna do whatever he got to do to get to it. He gonna get exposed this year, though. This if in the finals. He he's might. Gonna he's gonna get. Yeah, no, he's, he's not gonna get exposed as being a bad player, but he's going to get exposed to being like a cheap, dirty player. Like people oh, are gonna sure. really see like what kind of dude this man is. If you haven't watched Chris Paul, like everything <laughs> about Chris Paul is just so dramatic on the court. Like the push from Pat Beverly. Like I'm sure it was a, a bit of a shove, but the way Chris Paul bent his back. You ever seen? You know how like kids are super dramatic when you're looking at him. Like, <laughs> he does that type of stuff. Like, you know, again, Chris Paul going to do what he got to do to win, and he's so close to winning. He's just throwing chairs. Like, he could, he could feel the Larry O'Brien trophy in his hand. So if that means that he's got to come off of a, a, a screen real quick and, and maybe – or he's got to throw his body into you when he's shooting the three to get that that that, that foul call, which I, I absolutely think that's an offensive foul. The NBA needs to look at that. That is an a, when a shooter makes an unnatural motion, like kicking their leg out to shoot a three or a jump shot, and creates that contact. Contact that is an offensive foul. But you're going to see a bunch of that from Chris Paul. A bunch of flailing around, a bunch of uh, exaggerated. Oh, I didn't do anything to get that call. Like expect expect an Oscar winning performance from Chris Paul. <laughs> so, well, real quick, the the one with the uh, what happened with Pat Beverly. That's not the one that got me. The one that got me is one that was circulating about uh, Chris Paul and I think uh, Boogie Cousins. That gif is wild. Like he like touches his chest and then like turns around and just like, Aah! like what is wrong with this dude, man? Like, like we can see you. Like there's cameras everywhere, dog. Like we see what you're doing, bro. Like that shit had me every time I see that dog. That shit has me dying. He definitely uh, should be in space. He didn't get the call. He would stop though. That's the thing. Chris Paul gets the call, bars, by virtue of being him, like just by being a vet in the league. So if Chris Paul didn't get these these calls, he would do that a lot less. But because the refs are going to be like, oh, it was a foul, just because Chris uh, somebody touched Chris Paul and he fell and threw himself across half court and into the <laughs> the first one. <laughs> it's just like, come on, bro. I mean, expect it for at least six games. Because, you know, I think they'll win in six. Okay, so as the real resident NBA analyst here, the one that won the bet earlier in the year, Yikes. I have, as long as it's not a major injury for Giannis, Bucks in seven. Bucks are going to win in six or seven. I feel like this is the dawn Ooh. of a new era uh, with Bucks basketball. And Giannis being the, the undisputed king of the NBA. Like, um, sometimes I look at his progression in awe because, you know, if you can remember uh, back in 2013, 2014, as he was kind of slowly grinding his way up, like he was just a skinny kid that really couldn't ball like that. And he's just constantly put the work in, like, even with his shot. 
although he can't shoot very well, I mean, he, he'll still put it up. You know what I'm saying? He put on the weight. He's hit the gym. He's done what he needs to do. And I feel like Giannis is going to do whatever it takes to, to bring the championship back to Greece, back to Nigeria. Our African king will be crowned. The, the new Black Panther. So what you gonna do when uh, Devin Booker starts that uh, championship speech <laughs> at midcourt? I, I don't think he will because you know what? I just have a feeling that Chris Paul is gonna get hurt with all. He's gonna flop and he's gonna hurt that shoulder, and that team is gonna fall apart. I don't think Aiden is gonna be able to ball as well up against them. Booker's gonna get his. I mean, he's unstoppable. It is what it is. Drew's a pretty good defender. Um, he can't stop him. Maybe he can slow him down, but. I just feel like for me, when I look at these things, sometimes it comes to the team that's the most battle tested. And Milwaukee's a really battle tested team. Like, I did not think they could beat uh, the Nets. I don't care who they were missing. Like, when KD hit that shot before overtime, and I thought it was a three, I thought it was over. KD played those 48 minutes. He dropped 45 point uh, triple double. Like, that dude was a was a flat-out assassin, and they weathered the storm. Um, even in this past series against Atlanta, when they need, when Giannis went down and people were questioning Chris Middleton, like, for a couple of years now, oh, well, he's not a, he's not a third – he's not a second superstar. He's just an okay player. He's not that good. And he played out of his mind, and I think that team – is a team of destiny for this year. I think they're going to win it all because they're battle tested. And this this finals, this isn't a uh, a legacy um, determining finals for Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul is who he is. Whatever you think he is, is what he is. If you think he's a top five point guard, win or lose the finals, he's still a top five point guard. Like that's not debatable. Or top five, top ten, wherever you want to put him. Like he is one of the all time great players. He's one of the all-time great, you know, players at his position. If he if he goes out there and just stinks it up and they get swept out of the playoffs, that doesn't change the way that, at least for me, that doesn't change how I feel about Chris Paul. He's still top five point guard ever, and that's not going to change based on this series, and it shouldn't. And if I'm if I'm if I'm Phoenix, I don't know if this is a hot take, but uh, Chris Paul opted out of forty four million dollars heading into next season. If I'm the Suns, win or lose, I'm not saying I'm not bringing them back, but uh, Chris Paul is going to – you don't turn down $44 million and re-sign for something less. Chris Paul is looking for a nice, big payday. And if I'm the Suns, I'm not sure I want to do that. Chris Paul is like 37 years old. How much well, he said that he'll do, the, um, he'll do three, three, four, 100. So that would be a slight – Hell no. <laughs> Hell no! Because if he's on the forty-four, he's only at one. So I'm not. I'm not saying don't re-sign him. But if I'm the Suns, I'm looking at my other options. I'm like, hey, who else is out there? Because I mean, Cameron Payne is a pretty. I'm not saying Cameron Payne's a starting caliber point guard. But if I have Cameron Payne as my backup, and I can get someone else out there, like a, I don't know. I don't know if Mike Conley is available or something like someone of that caliber. Like I think Lowry is available. Yeah, if I can get Kyle he's Larry, said, he's a little bit older, but he's going to be cheaper. Like, would you rather have that or an old Chris Paul at 40-something million dollars a year? Like, and that's the thing with, like, the NBA and what good teams do. Good teams, good to great teams aren't, like, giving out these bad contracts. Like, we were talking about John Collins earlier. They're 
a lot of Hawks fans keep telling me that that guy is a max player because of his potential. And he's a stretch four that can shoot threes, even though he's never made an all-star game. He's never made an all-defensive team. He made the all-rookie team once. I mean, I guess anybody can make that if you're a rookie. But you want to give that guy a max contract, and then the next year you have to give Trey Young the max extension, and then Red Velvet's, Velvet's contract is coming up, and you still got to pay Gallinari his 20-something million, and uh, Bogdanovich is making like 18. Like, there's a lot of money that needs to be uh, dealt with in Atlanta. So for y'all to just be like, yeah, give John Collins the max. That's not how good teams work. Like, you need to be smart about that. Like, let's not forget the only reason the Warriors were able to do what they did is because Steph Curry kept getting hurt early and they were able to extend him for cheap and keep him, Clay, Draymond, and were able to afford to bring in Kevin Durant. If Steph Curry stays healthy his entire first four years, he's getting the max extension and they can't probably keep Draymond. They probably can't bring in Kevin Durant. So just be cautious about these contracts that you're handing out. Yo, real quick, I was randomly scrolling on Twitter and I seen a tweet. This dude tweeted out a picture of a Snapchat message of this girl named Sabelle saying, I'm trying to get my back blown out, shaking my head. And he replies, go apply to the Amazon warehouse. Are you trying to hurt that back? <laughs> that was hella random. That should be dying at the beat Marcus is you are disgusting. <laughs> you gross. All right. Leave <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I think that's... I think we could do a I think we could do a podcast of Marcus's like, top ten nasty tweets. No. <laughs> to a bracket of his nastiest tweets. Like no, SCAA, to... SCAA style. You sound oh, like Bob Dad in that freestyle. Y'all need to coming down with the hornies. And you just be <laughs> online wilding. <laughs> Pull it up to 40. Y'all, y'all don't see my 5 a.m. tweets, man. Them shit says, allegedly. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Um. So so I guess this is this can kind of go to the next topic a little bit. I'll shout out to KJ. Yeah, he said Marx's count got to be banned in 20 countries. Probably I can't, I can't even get on other apps with my Twitter name. <laughs> okay, so actually that, that brings up the <laughs> second conversation. So if you didn't know, there was apparently a uh, kind of a, uh, let's see, what is it? The uh, U.S. Asian version of Twitter dropped. Uh, it's called <laughs> it's called Getter, G-E-T-T-R. Um, is the official uh, site for free speech social network. <laughs> Um, it has a lot of superstars from the uh, conservative movement. Um, I guess the word was that I guess uh, 45 was buying into this company. Um, I don't think that's been confirmed yet, but they pretty much like have a seat at the table reserved for him to kind of be kind of pick where he left off on all the other banned social media platforms he's on. Like I'm scrolling through this shit like, you know what? Wow. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much the the who's who's the conservative party. You got a bunch of blonde and white women, probably work for Fox News. Ben Carson's on there. Um, you know, the usual suspects. But yeah, I try to make a login and I they will not like they send me my login code a day later. So they must be having some sort of lag uh, getting those in. 
but uh, Mr. Savage was able to infiltrate a getter, which is it means getting together, apparently. Um, like the the what is it? The infrastructure pretty much looks just like Twitter. Like, I don't know how they're not getting sued for like some sort of no, no, not Ben Carson. I, I was gonna say, yeah, Ben Carson. Now, that's uh, your boy, uh, Herman Cain. But I wouldn't be surprised if Herman Cain had oh, a profile. There's definitely there. a fake Herman Cain on there. Definitely. There's probably there's probably the real Herman Cain because you can actually import your tweets if you use your own uh, Twitter handle. So I was making sure I can't do that because they'll ban me immediately. But uh, Mr. Savage was ever able to uh, get in the getter, and I just want to get his commentary on the the things that he saw on this uh, this app of freedom for the Patriots out here. I mean, it, it was just a bunch of nastiness and <laughs> raunchiness. Like, I, I was actually going to send you my information because I was yes, just so appalled. Yes, it's me because I can't, I can't log in. I tried, so my name, my first name that I was going to make was going to be Getter Done sixty nine, but somebody already took it. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it was good, but they didn't send me a login code, so I couldn't like lock it in. And so I made like Getter Done sixty nine sixty nine. But they won't send me a, a verification code, so I'm trying to get on Getter and and become like a, a, a facet of the conservative movement and maybe get a deal with like Fox News and then expose myself as black and then get shut down. Yeah, I sent the screenshots. It's just it's pure pandemonium. Like it's just yeah, it's been overrun with like uh, just pretty much like all the shit that they don't want on Twitter that like the conservative people get mad about as far as like free speech. It's all of that, like on ten. So, like all like Twitter after dark. Apparently, it's been overrun by hentai, which is like uh, anime porn. Just like all the wild shit you could think of is on this site. Like this, oh. this definitely is not going how they uh, Never mind. imagine it going. I was about to go try to make an account, but <laughs> up here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty terrible. Like I don't uh, think it's gonna make it. I just see the uh, story on the Insider. Uh, say that Getter app looks suspiciously like Twitter. So, yeah, they might, they probably get put out the paint, man. Uh, probably for copyright infringement. So, but like literally the retweet button, it looks exactly the same, minus like the colors. But um, yeah, it's uh, I'm 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 intrigued at how long this lasts because like the thing with Twitter is, it's like it's gonna be like a whole. I don't think that's like the ass you want. Don't you, dog? Like that's that's that uh that's that get out ass, bro. You don't want that. Dog. Separating the fruit loops and the milk, you don't want that. But um, yeah, I'm curious because like the thing with Twitter is, is that like when shit goes viral, it makes the mainstream media right. Like I don't think there's anything that's gonna go viral on that site because like who are you stirring the pot with? It's an app for conservatives for the most part. So you're not going to have that back and forth of the pack watch would get you 60,000 resweets. It's like an, it's a giant echo chamber. So like the, there's no real point of being on that app except to maybe organize insurrections or I don't know, like whatever those crazy people be doing. But like there, there's really no reason to be on there because you're not really getting any new people. But I think the idea was it to be a device for 45 to get his message out, but that might be, you know, all for none with his legal issues he's got going on now with the, the 45 enterprise. So there may, no, there may not be a reason to even have him get information out if he's not going to be legally able to run for office in the future. But I, I applaud the ambition, though. I applaud that. 
It seems like a lot of his friends are getting arrested. A lot of people that work for him seem to be getting arrested, and his lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliani, can't be a lawyer anymore. So, like, I feel like with with all that kind of stuff happening, something, someone, he has to get touched at some point. Like, his circle is getting extremely small. Like, all these people can't be getting clapped up and you're just, like, walking around scot-free. It can't be that. So, the thing that's going on right now is that uh, he was allegedly signing checks for, like, his good friends for, like, expensive hotels in New York City, but they weren't paying any taxes on them. Um, they have like allegedly signed checks where he's paying off people or getting people into like, you know, fancy schools for their kids, pretty much giving people hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of benefits and they weren't paying taxes off it. So yeah, but, um, yeah, actually, you know what, real quick talking about getter, do y'all remember blitter, like the black Twitter knockoff they made? What? Yeah, I do. That uh, shit was that shit was account. It didn't stay didn't, around for long. Yeah, whoever ran that site was like that dude was wild. Like Did I miss about, that? it was it wasn't much. It was oh, okay. it was it sounded like a giant scam, but yeah, they was wilding on that site. But this this reminds me of this with the worst infrastructure. <laughs> so but yeah, uh, moan rooms. Yes, yes, more moan rooms. Let's go. People are paying their rents off the moan route. I, I can respect that. Like, so how do you pool the money together? Like, so if you win, how do you how do you get the money? Like, you have to trust these other nasty people moaning to send you the cash app or what? Like, hey, it's nasty niggas will do a lot with their money. The dollar stretches further when you nasty, right? Exactly. Get this money. Come get this money. You want this money? We'll pull together fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> I think they had a they had a macaroni stirring room. <laughs> <laughs> Which do, do with that what you will. <laughs> Nastiness is extraordinary. Okay. <laughs> hey, no, no, let me see if this shit is like right. <laughs> the mode room make it to Twitter. We got somebody <laughs> I'm on spaces. Moan spaces, man. That's what we gotta start doing. We gotta start doing moan spaces to get people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Get in there, man. Yeah, when I saw that macaroni stern moan or room, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a whole other level of horny that I'm not ready for right now." I saved it, but I'm not ready for it right now. Right. I come saved back to it, later. but I'm, I'm not ready right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cusp of nasty. <laughs> I needed a break. I was like, oh, "I'm gonna come back to that." You a little too nasty for this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> The less value you place on yourself. This is a moan for Jesus. You start, you know what? Moan for Jesus. Moan for Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's for me. I didn't know that. I'll be in that one. Oh, my God. Oh, oh there's not there's not too many, not too much argue on here, but I'm going to find some one day. But this kind of was getting me to what I really want to talk about was, uh, Apparently, Twitter is trying to develop uh, Twitter for close friends, kind of like uh, like on Instagram, where you can like send your your whatever them shits are called. Because I don't use Instagram, where only like your close friends can see it. Um, <laughs> Chance <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know Twitter talked about making a uh, 
a paid subscription service, which I have been saying for years, sign me up. If I can get some of these wild ass people off my timeline, definitely sign me up. Um, also, they want to have like a close friends feature app because I guess people were making separate Twitters for work and personal stuff. Um, but I think it's a decent idea, but the more I thought about it, it kind of beats the purpose, man. Like, there's probably nothing that I would show people, like, my close... If, like, if you're my close friend on Twitter, I'd probably just, like, be texting you stuff that I would want to show you. Like, I don't really get it, because people that are on Twitter don't want their coworkers following them, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if I have a separate tab. Like, you still know I'm here. So that doesn't stop something I tweet being retweeted or screenshotted. Like, that's the only issue I have with it, because... What if somebody starts out as your close friend and shit goes south and now they got all kinds of personal information? You know what I'm saying? Like it I don't know how that's gonna work, but I think it's kinda how how they have the uh uh they have they now have a feature on Twitter to where you can tweet something and you can make it to where only people that follow you respond to it. And that's that's more so excuse me, for people that have a large following. Like if you have ten thousand followers and you tweet something out, maybe you don't want everyone everybody to be able to respond to you but you want the people that you follow maybe okay so you have ten thousand followers but you're following only like a thousand people so you tweet something out and you're just like this is kind of a wild tweet maybe i just want the people maybe not even a wild tweet this is something that i want to have a legitimate conversation with people about not just a bunch of random people like people that i care about like the people that i follow i care about your opinion so let me just turn on if i follow you then you can respond to this tweet. I see a lot of people that use that. I can't use that because I only have 100 followers, so I need all the interaction I can get at this point. <laughs> but I, I think that's kind of the direction that they're going into. I mean, Instagram has it. Instagram has a, uh, a close friends option to where you can, you can put stuff in your stories that anybody can see, and then you have things that only your close friends can see. And it's like, I get it. it it's, it's cool. Like, it, and it's mostly for like people that you deem that aren't weirdos on the internet like if if you're a weirdo on the internet you're probably not in anybody's close friends because no one trusts you <laughs> to show you the things that they want to show you privately yo why is lakeith stayfield allegedly in these moan rooms oh, he's not, he's, hey, he was like he's a he's a he's a twitter nigga. <laughs> he's a young man with his dirty fingernails <laughs> That's not whoa, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Can you come your ears? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is just too nasty. <laughs> like the initial like <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, get that nigga out of here. I can't breathe. He was nominated for an Oscar after that. He was nominated for an Oscar after doing that. Like, this man has got the key to writing. This is what he's doing, isn't it? Oh, my God. When does ATL come back? When does Atlanta come back? Donald Glover, get him in the studio, man. God. Oh my god. Oh, Lakeith. That Lakeith is a regular ass nigga sometimes, man. He does not care. I mean I don't know how they haven't taken somebody's like, away. 
maybe somebody's like impersonating him. I I don't know. No, that, no, that's him. Nah, I don't know if you follow him on social media. He's that yeah, nigga. <laughs> oh man, wow. This is uh, this podcast has been derailed. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by the next moment space. <laughs> Tonight at 11.36. <laughs> KJ said he go jump in the moon space. I was about to say, as soon as this podcast is over, we're starting the spaces. Get your money together. We're going to have a moan off. As a send-off to Mr. Savage, he will also be there. Yes. <laughs> Who's going to join the moan off space? Special oh appearance by Brian Pumper. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh Jesus, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is good. Oh, I, I hit the rock. I hit the rock. Oh shit. Chance say she lit. Chance oh shit. I got my money on Chance. I'll put money on that. And <laughs> 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 <Hey, this laughs> sloshing in the back and I traumatize ever since. Yeah, KJ. It's a cold world, man. It's, oh it's, my it's god, cold, man! I don't even, I don't even know what the rest of the topics were. I'm not gonna lie. This, this has gotten, <laughs> yeah. gone down a very dark path. Um, um, okay, yeah, I know one thing I want to briefly touch, only because this tweet I put out got some run because I tweeted in the right space. But um, there's like, there's like a thing in. I don't want to generalize, but from what I see on Twitter, there's like a, a part of some women's brains, depending on the type of dude you're with, depending on his uh, extracurricular activities. But specifically, there's a part of women's brains who interact and date or marry men that play video games, that no matter what's going on, the second that PS4 or PS5 beep is audible, all hell breaks loose. Like, for example, you know, we'd be kicking it all day, or maybe not even kicking it. We're just hanging out, you know what I'm saying, doing our own thing, vibing around the house. You know, maybe you go upstairs, do something. Maybe you step away for a minute. And I'm like, hey, I want to jump on Fortnite with the bros, right? Maybe some Madden with the bros. Maybe some Warzone with the bros. And as soon as that beep goes off, like, all of a sudden, like, dinner got to get cooked. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to mop the floor. You know, the cat litter box got to be cleaned out. The, the tires got to be rotated. We got to build a plane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, you had all day. You had all day. So, so uh, Ice, or one of the dudes from Joe, Joe Budden's podcast, I think it was Ice, tweeted out like, yo, let a woman hear the PS5 beep. And then I posted my old tweet under it about like, you know, women can sleep through a hurricane, sleep through a rapture, th- sleep through a tornado. But as soon as they hear that PS5 beep, immediately awoke. And uh, shout out to the homie Reggie who tweeted originally, but I fixed this tweet because he had some, something else on there. But yeah, that, that kind of popped off. So I was like, yeah, what, what is the issue with that? Like, it, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. As soon as the beep goes off, like all hell breaks loose. Like, I'm just trying to, I'm just going to play some Demon Souls. That's all. I just want to play some Demon Souls in peace, just chill out, decompress. But all of a sudden, we got things to do. It's like 8, 8 p.m. Let it's me like live. You, you spend all day doing all the things that you're supposed to do. 
so that you can exactly. do that thing. And then it's like, well, there's something else. <laughs> there's always another thing sometimes. So, you know, women are toxic sometimes, but that's how it is. It could be that way. I don't know. I don't have a dog in this fight because I like when people leave me alone. So <laughs> you might also hear my Xbox <laughs> cut on. And uh, I Xbox? Uh, you're poor. Anyway, well, I'm, I'm actually trying to. I, I wanted the Xbox, but that. Didn't <laughs> work out, but. If you hear if you hear the start to that GTA Five, I'm about to be online for like three hours, and I need you to know that I'm not making spaghetti today. So <laughs> I totally understand. So, also, to shout out all the people on the timeline retweeting that tweet that are capping, because I know all y'all don't have PS5s. Like, you don't, have to, you don't have to lie on the timeline. Like, we know you, you have a dusty PS4 that sounds like an airplane taking off every time Best you cut it. <laughs> what happened to the stimulus money? What happened to the stimulus money? What happened to the tax return? They're not that much over resale. You get a PS5 for... What, 600? What's StockX talking about? Let me check StockX. I was about to say, I don't, I don't think... You must have missed those uh, those Tiana Trump tweets when she was talking about like, "Hey, twelve hundred dollars." You know what I'm saying? Like, I come to your city, so. I mean, that was that was the stimulus. The tax return is a different uh, <laughs> different situation. Let's see, PlayStation. I know for me, I've experienced that too. Like, even when I'm Facetime with my woman and she hears it, and it's like half of the time the women on FaceTime, like they're pretending like they're halfway asleep anyway, or they're not focused. They're You're looking at a fan or something like that. And as soon as them lights go on and they can see that <laughs> controller light up, it's like, oh, you're not paying attention anymore. And nope. I'm <laughs> sure like, golly, I thought you were asleep. What? Well, come on. All right. So the PS5 on StockX right now, I think is 740. The prices have gone up though, because like the <clears throat> supply has dwindled even more than it used to. Because you could get one for like six hundred, but what games do they have? They don't have any games. No waste your money. <clears throat> okay, that's what I'm saying. Like when you I'm when playing, they got some PS5 exclusives, like I'm, I'm playing. Either. I'm playing a remake of a game that came out in 2009. So yeah, and I'm probably gonna waste sixty dollars again this year on Madden. Actually, I think it's more like seventy dollars because I'm a degenerate and. Probably play it for a week and then never play it again. But I, don't know. I, I might actually stick with this year because there'd be a lot of people talking shit online. I'm just like, all right, I'm about to beat the brakes off y'all. Um, Xbox Series X is pretty cheap. You can get one for six oh eight. That's not bad. I think retail is like five hundred. So <clears throat> I, I definitely want to get the new Halo when that comes out. That's why. That's really why I wanted the Xbox because <clears throat> fuck Call of Duty because that's just a clown show. Um, that's more Halo gang. So. Um, Shout out to Chan. She likes her own hobbies. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> definitely let, let your king or queen, you know, vibe in peace. Like, life is hard. Let me let me die 50 times in a row in Demon Souls for no reason. So, but I actually low key lose my PS5 for everything but PlayStation. So, it's more for Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime at this point until they put out some heat. So, But I'm still not gonna sell it. So, <laughs> yeah, until they get until they bring some some actual heat for the PS5, I think I'm gonna keep rocking my PS4, man. I think it still goes. I I, I don't see myself going to a Xbox. I just can't see myself going back. I'm, I, I, I don't know that Halo looks kind of nice because you can play the old. Magic it always look. It always looks nice. Just like Madden always looks nice every year. You no, know, Halo is actually 
more fun. I think Call of Duty, there's too much cheating that goes on Call of Duty. Like, dudes be having diamond pistols and shit. I don't got time for that. Like, just give me the, the four basic weapons you got in Halo. You got the, the assault the rifle, pistol. the needler, the pistol, the rocket launcher. The rocket launcher. I don't need I don't need that extra stuff, man. Like sniping people through buildings and people be cheating. I I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm 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 very good on that. But um, but yeah, if you got a plug on an Xbox for retail, let me know. I'm trying to make that play at some point, but anywho, I know we talked about it <clears throat> in the chat, but we didn't really dive into it. And I don't think we'll dive into it too deep because I didn't do any research, but <clears throat> I know we briefly discuss what our albums of the year as of right now uh july 4th would be um last week i was gonna say uh, larry june orange print for me personally but <laughs> call me if you lost is uh taking that spot for me so and uh larry june he's, he's in second place and everything else like i still i tried migos part three again i, I can't it just doesn't do anything for me, man. Like that which, one song with Tom Petty. Like, oh, uh, call me if you get lost. <clears throat> no, the other one. Orange Print. Larry okay, okay. I thought you said I, I can't get into Culture Three. I, I haven't listened to that J Cole like since this came out. So, uh, the Voice of the Heroes is going to be up there. I just need to run that back a couple more times. But I probably have the most songs saved in my playlist from the Voice of the Heroes. But. I don't think it's a cohesive project. And I don't think they're, a, I don't know. I guess it's still an album, but they're not like a a group. They're just two artists, you know, working together. But there's one song in the Culture 3 that just makes me angry. Like, essentially, they're talking about needing help and nobody told them how to taught them. Like, y'all are grown men with kids, dog. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. That's just, that's just terrible. So I, I can't get into it. Let's go at the gym. It's essentially just background music for me, but I, I can't get into Culture 3, man. I'm sorry. Uh, for me, it's definitely going to be a Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag, yo. Um, like I said, I've last year I told myself I was going to find me a new favorite artist. That's definitely one of my favorite artists. Really love. I, it's like everything he touches, like I really like. I, I'm the type I like to, you know, crank up the system, the J, the JBLs and play my music loud. And I just, I really like that CD. And to be honest with you, Wakisha is actually better than uh, Biggie's One More Chance. Like he took it, took it to the next level with that one. It is a great song. And, and Wakisha, he's not referring to a woman, by the way, you idiots. He's referring to Lane. I don't know how people got that mixed up, but you know, I, I don't know. Niggas don't comprehend, but beautiful album. I love it. Uh that Larry June, it was it was really good. Um I probably slide that too. And with the Migos as well as the J. Cole, like I don't I haven't even touched either one of those again. I haven't heard the deluxe. And the J. Cole is like every other J. Cole album after 2014. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know that I have an album of the year. I guess maybe checking back in with me after I've listened to Ben Staples' album. Oh, okay. yeah, that comes out in five days. I, <sighs> I think it's going to be good, but I don't know if it's going to be album of the year material, but we'll see. I guess what 
There's not much that I've had on like repeat. Maybe Planet Her, but I don't even know if that's. I haven't given Planet Her enough of a a listen yet. I do love a couple songs off of there. Um, I, I guess I'll say the best sounding album of the year is Call Me If You Get Lost. I really enjoy that. Um, and I would Wait, was Hotels this year? Mm, yes. Yes. Okay, that'd be my album of the year. I think that was the first album to come out this year. Okay. We're we're kind of just strictly on rap though. I didn't it was we're not going to all genres. Oh. Yeah, I guess we have rap album of the year for me right now is Call Me If You Get Lost. That could change depending on what Vince Staples does, because I, I usually enjoy enjoy Vince Staples projects. Um so yeah, call me if you get lost for right now. Yeah, this is a this is a difficult I feel like this is going to be pretty difficult for me. I think my only, uh, I guess, issue was that the the tweet that was sent in the group chat, it was like, what's the album of the year between Tyler and J. Cole? And I'm just like, J. Cole is not that dude, man. J. Cole is not- <clears throat> that, that was the, we talked about it, or somebody talked about it, I saw it on Twitter, but I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and they talked about that for like the first 15 minutes. They were pretty much saying that Tyler Creator is who J. Cole thinks he is, and they had a little spirited debate about that um there's also some damn one of them dudes ish has horrible takes on collegiate college players being paid but that's we'll talk about that later but yeah it was just like one of the one of those conversations where they're essentially saying tyler creator does everything j cole does except probably slightly better um well i i think for my my album of the year and it's been this way for a few months is the conway the machines album um it's the best rap album to come out this year now when it comes to what tyler did the it hit tyler's album is great too like if you told me that that album is the album of the year i would not have an issue with it the thing is is that those two albums are two completely different vibes you know like conway is just going in there he's just in there giving you bars like bars 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 that's it tyler on the other hand he's going to give you bars He's going to give you melody. He's going to give you elite production. He's going to give you a little bit of storytelling. Um, he's going to give you skits. Little, like, you know, he's got two songs that are over eight minutes long on the album. And for me, I'm probably going to lean toward, you know what? I'm probably going to lean towards Tyler because I like, I like the musicality that he presents in his albums more than what Conway is doing. Conway is the best rapper of this year. Which Conway album are you talking about? Uh, he's only put out one this year. The uh, not gonna find it. Yeah, that one. I, I didn't even know they put out so much music. I didn't even know he put yeah. this out because so, Benny put it. Benny put out an album also this year. The plus that's, I think that's what I was of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's top five that. also. But yeah, I mean, we also we obviously Drake at some point. I don't know what he is waiting on as far as his album. Like he said, it's supposed yeah, to come I'm out confused. before the end of the summer. I'm really confused about what he's doing. He put out a single. Almost a year ago with Dirk, uh, it was supposed to, his song, his album was supposed to come out in February. We are now in July. What are you waiting for? Why, or at least give us another single to kind of give us an idea. Like, and the, and the thing with Drake is he doesn't have to do any of this stuff. Like, he, there's no rush for Drake to drop if he's not ready, if it's not ready. But when you put out a single and you put out a video and then you give us a date, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this album is already done. Like you've already finished it, you wouldn't do all this stuff. Like he's he's a strategic guy. He's planned this stuff out. He he has a timeline that I don't think there's any 
anything in his mind. I, I don't feel like Drake would put out a single and a video and a release date without having the album done. I just don't think Drake is that kind of person. So what are we waiting for? Like, did J. Cole, that, and that's what I think, uh, it might have been Heyocho or somebody, but they were like, yeah, J. Cole went back into the studio to do some rewriting because of what J. Cole put out. I'm like, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> that can't be it. Let's see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Now that outside is open up, you would think he'd be ready to drop, but maybe he's trying to get stuff organized for maybe like a festival or a tour, making sure things are, you know, COVID friendly, all that stuff. Maybe trying to figure out how to fedangle that, even though I know people, depending on what stage you go to, they don't really care about that stuff. So he could probably just go there if he wants to do something like that. But I'm definitely looking forward to whatever, uh, you know, Aubrey has coming out. You know, the Angels will be out. Shout out to Ocho, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. But, yeah, I'm at the, right now, I'm at the go with the Tyler. I'm going uh, I'm to run it back a couple more times. I do enjoy the, the production. Um, <clears throat> the mix on, like, the first song is terrible, though. Like, I don't, his vocals are super low. I don't understand what's what's going on, but Tyler has a terrible voice. His voice is terrible. He cannot. He it's sounds not, awful when he sings. It's not. It's not the his voice. Like the mix is bad. Like the vocal. The, the vocals are lower than like the actual music because his vocals. Huh? It's like Tenet, but a song. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I still haven't we, seen Tenet, at, but yeah, yeah, at, sure. Wait. At some point, we're gonna have to have KJ on to do like kind of a. Tyler uh breakdown because I didn't I didn't get into Tyler until Flower Boy came out. But if you listen to some of the some of his earlier stuff, I think I love uh, Tyler, the creator. I found him in 2012. Um I feel like he had maybe just released Bastard. Yeah, I feel like he had maybe just released Bastard. He scared me. There's this old, old odd future video where they like mix a bunch of drugs in a blender and drink it and just like trip out. And that was like, it scared me, but I watched it 10 times that day. <laughs> and ever since I was like, this nigga with this strong voice, I like him. <laughs> he's, he's definitely, his older stuff is extremely it. problematic. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, if you listen to like, I think Cherry Bomb, that album, he even said it, like he, deliberately made the mix like a bad listen it, it, it's hard to understand what he's saying when you can combine how deep his voice is and how the beat and the production was that's kind of how some of the songs on um call me if you get lost kind of come off like it's sometimes it's one. not as it's just, the, it's just like the first one because like if you listen to him on uh uh my man fuck freddie gibbs and his album, his, his voice sounds perfectly audible. Like you can hear it great when he's rapping. Like that, I that's probably that is probably my favorite verse from 2020 on uh, something to rap about from uh, yeah. Alfredo. So yeah, like, that's how um, that's how Young Thug is. Young Thug is very clear on his features, but on his own songs, he kind of sounds a little mumbled and hard to understand. Yes, 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 yes. Um, that's just want to give a personal shout out to me, a personal shout out to myself for, for braving the podcast for longer than an hour. Shout out to Lowski who roasts me weekly for not doing the three-hour <laughs> podcast. Lowski, I have a family. You know, I'm a, I'm a man of God, you know. Um, I've gotten wrapped up into this fucking garbage-ass show uh, that my wife put me on called Manifest. Is any of y'all watching the manifest? No. Apparently, it's the number one show on Netflix right now. Like, no, it's right not. Now, like, it, it can't be. It is. Look, go look on Netflix right now. It's the number one show. 
because I think they're trying to do the thing where like a show gets canceled because this show definitely got canceled. I, I see why. I'm starting to see why. But oh, you watch? Oh, you watch? Uh, oh, wow, wow, wow! I have a, I have a cat. <laughs> but nah, I think they're doing a the thing where like a show gets canceled and then like people on Netflix will watch it. I'm like, oh. It's so good. We need to find out what happens, and then like Netflix will buy it and make the, like the final seasons or whatever. Cause like, uh, yeah, she do like the foot though. Yeah, she, yo, the cop in the show has like the strongest face I've ever seen. I think it's actually a genetic disorder. Like from uh, there's there's these people in uh, I think Spain that like want to keep their bloodline pure, so they just had like sex with their family members, and then it like mutated their face, so they have like square ass jaws. That's what the character in this show looks like. She's very handsome. Very handsome woman. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna try to do the thing where they, you know, get the show finished because I think it stopped after season four. I'm on season four right now. I was actually watching before I came out here, but if you haven't seen it, it's it's lost. That's all it is. It's pretty much the 2021 version of Lost, except not as good. Like, yeah, it's not. It, it's one of those shows that like keeps pulling you in because they always like, oh, a new discovery, oh, a new revelation, but it's 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 lost. Essentially, these people get in the plane, right? They fly to Jamaica, right? They fly back from Jamaica. They hit some turbulence, some lightning, and then they land back in New York. <clears throat> the thing is, when they get back to New York, five years have passed, right? And everybody thought they was dead. They got off the plane. They were like, oh, shit, my mom's dead. Oh, shit, my, my boyfriend is now married to my best friend. Oh, shit, my twin sister is like a teenager now when she was five years old last Like that kind of shit. Oh, and then they had these. It's basically what? The blip, but not Marvel. You said what? It's basically the blip, but not Marvel. Y- yeah, but have you ever watched Lost? No. So anybody that hasn't watched Lost, yeah, it is Lost. I think it's Lost, but they're trying to fix the stuff they messed up with. They're trying to speed up. Lost is like 121 episodes, but it's, yeah, there's still a bunch of plot holes in the show that they haven't really explained. But when you watch stuff, um like concurrently you don't have like the week not to think of stuff critically then you pick up on stupid stuff like that but anywho if you haven't watched lost small ass plug on this if you haven't watched lost lost is an excellent show like the storylines the characters it's a great show the ending is probably one of the worst endings i've ever seen in my life it almost ruins the entire show but up until like season like four it's kind of like weeds or dexter like it's on people's list for like one of the greatest shows in history. It's like a cult classic, but the ending is just terrible. But yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch Manifest. It's not. It's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep watching it because I, I I've been wrapped into the story and I have to find out what happens. So, shout out to me. But anywho, yeah, I'm not watching a show that has a bad ending. Even if I know, like, even even if, about, even, if every, even if good. even if it's yeah. the greatest show ever, an ending will turn me completely off to where I'm just like, I'm not gonna do it because it's just gonna fuck it up. It's gonna like that's why I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, you could debate the ending is bad. It's I don't think the ending is bad. It's just they kind of pump faked with some stuff. This the ending was just bad. Like I'm not watching. Like that. so no because like if you tell some people. Some people will debate the ending of The Sopranos was bad. And I, I would argue it's one of the greatest endings of all time. But some people think it was wait, bad. Wait. No, no, no. I don't think people think it was this bad. Yeah, right. there's people okay, think we're not, we're, we're not, we're, 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 we're,
what it's, 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 I, don't, I don't feel like we can spoil the ending of The Sopranos. Yes, but spoiler, spo- spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you no, haven't no, seen no, The Sopranos. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil okay, it. okay. I won't spoil it, but I think people are... I don't think the ending was bad. I think people just wanted closure. It wasn't a bad ending, but that's... that's we, we haven't seen an ending to a TV show like that. At least I haven't ever. We've never had an ending like that. So that's something that people just weren't expecting it. And then you also have to you also have to consider when the show ended, it was on um like just regular TV, like before DVR, before all that it stuff. Was on HBO. So it wasn't yeah, yes, it, regular TV. But you know what I mean? It wasn't a thing where you could like, you know, rewind it, you know, come back to it later. Like people legitimately thought like they lost power or they their cable went off. So it was the thing where people didn't really understand, like, hey, is this the ending? Did I, did something happen? Do I need to call my cable provider? Like, that shit was great. It, was, it wasn't a bad, even if you, oh, I guess, I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like I'm going to end up spoiling it. But yeah, I don't think it was bad. I think it was just different. They took a chance. Well, and that's the thing. They're, like with TV shows, there's only so many ways you can end a TV show. Like, either everybody dies, do you live half like with the, uh, with the fucking Shawnee to come back? Ozarks. There's only three ways you can end that show. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's gonna be mad regardless of how you do it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I liked it. It was ambitious. It was it was bold. I I, I rock with it. But uh, just a real quick pivot. I know uh, I don't want to dig too deep into it because I haven't watched the trailer more than once. But the Sopranos movie prequel, uh, the Many Saints of Newark, that's coming out. I have my reservations about it because I'm like, you know what? Maybe they should have made it like a, a limited series. But the only problem with that is, is the expectations would be too high because the show was so good. So I get it. Get in, get out. The people that are going to watch it are going to watch it. Like myself, I've watched The Sopranos like four times. So I'm going to go see the movie. And I'm going to enjoy it regardless because learning or seeing the characters younger, the uh, some of the background characters having more prominent roles or the older characters or whatever, I think it'll be cool. It probably won't do numbers, but the people that rock The Sopranos will enjoy that movie like myself. So. There we go. I just don't know what they have to gain from that. Like, I don't know what what we're going to, I guess, learn. Like, there's, I never, when I watched The Sopranos, there was never a moment where I was like, okay, I wonder what happened before this. Like, how did we get to this point? Because I feel like they explained, it was pretty straightforward how we started out with those guys. Yeah, but it's it's still good to see it, though, I guess. Feels like a money grab. I I feel like David Chase has plenty of money i don't, I don't think he needs <laughs> i think he, he's good but um uh if you want to briefly kill bill because myself and rev have uh, reached our capacity so um, <laughs> we can no we can say let's just do song of the week and we can, we can all right yeah uh all right so rev what's what's your song of the week uh i got two songs of the week uh speaking of tyler my from Kami if you get lost juggernaut um, that's a great song, and the video is cool. Um, and then "Need to Know" by Doja Cat. This song is so amazing. Like, she made the perfect song. "Need to Know" is so good. So, shout out to Doja for "Need to Know." Mm, Marcus, what do you got? Okay, so uh, a few days ago, I was tweeting about how uh, Music Soul Child needs his uh, flowers as far as being one of the all-time great R&B singers and writers. And during the verses between Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat, Anthony Hamilton was in the comments saying that him and Music Soul Child were trying to work something out. And I had actually tweeted that the day before. I was like, hey, Music Soul Child versus Anthony Hamilton. So I guess Anthony Hamilton 
is uh, watching my tweets. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Music Soul Child and Don't Change. It's an excellent pick. Um, well, I know this is uh, the end of the line for me. I've had a great run with you guys. Uh, unfortunately, my job has forced me to temporarily change trajectories. Uh, so I'm going to go out the way I was bought in. Um, we going back to the 80s. I'm going to go two songs by Ghetto Boys. Shout out to my pops. So Gangsta of Love, probably the nastiest song of all time. And Mind Playing Tricks on Me. Uh, that's why my name is Bushwick Bill tonight. Not because of Bill Cosby, but um, yeah. Those two would be my songs of the week. I thank y'all for giving me the opportunity to attempt to entertain people as best I can. I uh, just know that um, I'm going to miss y'all, sort of. He's going to be in the moan space later. Uh, <laughs> my, my song of the week. Oh, hold on. One more thing. TP, eight ball, brother. I bet you I have two chains in my drawer, two gold chains. I'm trying to tell you, man, that the freaking, um, not CJ2K, the King Henry stuff is not going to last forever, man. If you look at it, there's only been one running back that has still remained productive after a 2,000-yard season, and that's Adrian Peterson. The King Henry train is over, brother. Get the fuck off, like. I just wanted to say that. Sorry. Uh, I thought that, and then he came out and ran for 2,000 yards. But, uh, I mean, if he regresses to 1,400, I mean, that's still successful. But, anywho, it's funny, uh, Rev, she said Jaggernaut was her song off uh, Call Me Feet Lost. I added that to my playlist, but I didn't add what my favorite song is now is uh, Sweet Slash I Thought You Wanted to Dance. Uh, so that's that's going to be my song the week from Call Me Feet Lost. Which you could pick many songs of this album, but that uh, that one I enjoy that song a lot. So it's a great, pretty cool storytelling that song as well. But um, yeah, uh, definitely appreciate y'all joining the chat. Uh, I think we're still at sixty nine followers or subscribers on YouTube. So definitely, uh, you know, take your your friends, your your man, your woman, your parents' phone, and just sub them to the to the uh, YouTube page. Just yeah, do it, yeah. so we can get to uh, seventy followers. We'll get to hundred. Uh, by some point and then we'll make up another number that we'll reach but yeah get, take somebody's phone and subscribe those so we get to 70 followers as, as a god fish god fearing christian man i cannot have the number 69 representing this podcast but anywho appreciate y'all rocking with us definitely subscribe to apple podcast soundcloud like the video drop a comment <clears throat> you know all the stuff that people on you know social media tell you to do so again be safe. Enjoy your life. This is KTSCF. We out. Peace. Bye, y'all. Every now and again, you might need a little extra mm, in your love life. Spice things up tonight by shopping at adamandeve.com with a vast array of toys, lingerie, and things to keep you coming. Don't forget to use KTSE at the checkout for free gifts to make your night just a little more spicy.